Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network. I felt like I should have said something. But I you was always yell at me because I always go to. That was try, I was a test, and you passed a plus. <laughs> Episode eighteen of the Lost Joystick Network, and we are live on the internet. I know it's hard to wrap your head around, but the we are. Interwebs. It's a live stream. They call it. I think that's what the kids call it. And we are joined by, in studio, the one and only. Matty Ice from the Matty Ice and Marky Mark podcast, Matthew Mace. Thank you for having me. Matt, thank you for joining us. I appreciate the invite for... Nobody invited you. Yeah, I just showed up. <laughs> well, no, he was going to talk mic. about his big news that he's leaving the Matty Ice and Marky Mark <laughs> podcast and joining the LGN Network. I've seen yeah. what you guys need and... <laughs> I think I got it. I think yeah, you got it. I think... Uh, You've got what I need, Matt. I think I can bring a lot... To the table here. Well, you you've brought I've the microphone and the stand. Yeah, a yeah. third of it is yours now. So <laughs> that real estate ain't cheap, by the way. Okay, that's fair. Anyway, you welcome back, everybody. Uh, like I said, episode eighteen. I did press record. There's a note now in my notes to press record to ensure oh, that they're it is on there. right there. Press this record. Is, this is such a thorough outline. This would be one, two, three, four. This would be seven episodes of my show. I've seen how you do your notes. It's like a goddamn 1985 Dungeons and Dragons page of a character. It's Isn't a character it, page. It's amazing. It's he just hand like, writes his got all fucking Crayola crayons all over he it. He hand writes all his notes. I've done it on construction paper before. Yeah. Like, yeah. step one. Are we still talking about Start notes? the show. Okay. All right. He said he's just a friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for having me. I, I, Jay came up and visited me at the store, and he was like, I don't even know. Flock of Seagulls shit coming out. Yeah, there, so. well, that's my favorite band of all time. Oh, well, all right, we're good. Just because of the one song. We'll put that Making back up. me want to run away myself. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> he came up and I was like, have you guys done Punch Out yet? Because I don't listen to your show. And Clearly. He's like, no, uh, we haven't. I'm like, oh, shit, we should do that. And now I'm here. So far, so far, my favorite comment has to be Tyler's, oh, wow, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Going on a limb, out on a limb this episode. Yeah, deep dive. Um, not, not really, but again... We didn't choose the game. If you haven't noticed, there's been a trend recently. We don't choose it. Unless it's you, Tyler, and you don't choose games. So I choose one for you because there's a great picture of you holding the game that we did. So, yeah. anyway, I digress. But, yes, I think it's an excellent choice myself, and we'll just jump right to the fact that we're going to do Mike Tyson's Punch-Out because yeah. usually we wait, but we'll get right to it. Oh, shit. That's okay. No, it's fine. Don't. don't. I said it just as much as you. I mean, uh, yeah. You know, let's just start over. <laughs> just redo the whole Take intro. Two. It's fine. So uh, let's and let's let's start with our guest. How was your week? My week has been pretty good so far. Um, been you know what? I made a, a life change almost. I bought a coffee pot that brews your coffee in the morning when you set the time for it. So now I wake up a little earlier, and I've been doing more shit for the show. It's a complete game changer. You know, I'm like not waking up five minutes before I need to go to work. It's wild. I you're becoming an adult. It's I know. So it's adulting. I get up. I, I don't. My job does not require that I be downtown at eight o'clock in the morning at any given day ever. But I am always down here in the space at eight a.m. every really, day. I don't job blame doesn't you. Dictate you need to be anywhere ever. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You're like, man. I got like three <laughs> sales calls today. I'm gonna go uh, check out the video game stores up in Saginaw today. <laughs> 
Listen. Here's a fucking bag of Red Bulls for Matty Ice. <laughs> but they are, are is it's, that a bad thing? No, I love, I wish you would see me every week. Come up and see come me Come in and anytime. visit every week. Well, we're coming in a couple of weeks, and we'll talk about that at the end of the show, because we're going to come up in a couple of weeks and hang out. I'm we're going to have another it. special guest who's going to come in town, hang Perfect. out. Perfect. Perfect. I know. It's true. I like I meeting new that. people. I'm excited about our next special. I'm duly excited about you being here. Yeah, man. like it's hard because I want to talk about how I'm excited about it at the end, but then I'm like, well, I don't want to be like too excited because like Matt's it's here just, too. Nah, it's just me. Come on. Oh, look. I've seen it's the droves of fans that you have. I've been here before. Did, did, you see all the, did you see the paparazzi when he came in? I did. Dude, we had to like sneak him in. It was almost like there was like a funeral going on outside. Yeah. <laughs> they got well, the, they literally well, have the downtown Flint. So. They, had to, they had to actually block off the streets for me to be here. They did. It's true. It's, it's 100% <laughs> true. Super Mario Brothers 3 is a great game. Tell your friends. Yeah, Tyler, do, do Super Mario 3. I've never heard of that game. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so I'll have to look into it. Let me see if there's anything on the internet about it. Um, if it goes by the way I pronounced it, it would be Mario. Yeah, well, you Super know, Mario. Mario. That's because you're from Long Island. Hey, forget about it. Mario. <laughs> We're, uh, what about you, Jay? How was your week? Ugh. <laughs> I hesitate to ask, but I already know. It's been going well for you. I've been sick, so, I mean. No COVID. Than, no, no COVID, though. No, no Rona. Negative. So, I think it's all, it, it's all farce. It's no such yeah. thing. <laughs> It's all a big lie perpetuated by the government. It is. Where's my tinfoil hat? Is this a Joe Rogan podcast? What just happened? Tinfoil hat? Anyway. Where yeah. is it? Hey. It's the fourth in the series. Hidden Jim. And we're canceled. Hey, we got a new uh, first time chat from uh, K3. Hello. And now they're leaving because we're talking about COVID. Long Island represent. He's not actually from Long Island. No, I'm not. I'm, so I'm, I'm, from, I'm I do from have Michigan. a good friend that's from there, but it's not Jay. <laughs> I'm from Michigan. And he's not a good friend anyway, so whatever. No, I'm not. He's the best. I'm just here for... You look good. Comic relief. You I look feel, good. I feel good. I feel pretty good. I felt pretty rough the last week. You sounded so. bad a few days ago when I was talking to you, and I was like, okay, just let me know when you're feeling better, man. I feel bad. Was just that felt when bad. you asked me how I was feeling? And I was like, well, I went from feeling like death yeah. to feeling an a shit sandwich minus the bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That so. was the day. How about you? How you been? I'm good, man. Like, I've really been trying to work on the studio. We're using a new camera. So I hope it looks okay. Everything seems all right. Uh, Do we, we look it. very soft and presentable? I, I hope Other we, than we're husky? I, it, we kind of like all look the, the same. It's sad. Like he's the young version of us. <laughs> the youngest and the fattest. It's, it's actually, exciting. he's kind of the young version of you. And then uh, hypothetically, Mark would be the young version of me yeah it's true we should get him on and do like the, like some sort of weird bizarro world where like oh. mark and i do a show and you and matt do a show we could do oh, like the go. multiverse thing like yeah uh exactly. marvel does now but um we got a new sign so we got a new sign for the podcast uh it was done by the retro beard uh out of nashville so if which ever, is amazing it's it's awesome that he does acrylic signs he'll do custom work it was very affordable it was easy to work with i would highly recommend uh, working with them. I'm going to get a couple of more for a couple of other things. So very, very great uh, experience there. So that was good. You're going to get one, Matt? Uh, yeah, I actually, you yeah, we talked I, about. I shot him a message right away because he's awesome. Is, it's a very attractive sign. Dude, it's, it's so well done. Like I'm going to get one and like I said, I'm going to put like a little QR code on there and stuff and it's yeah. be cool. He, he already told me he could do it. So it looks badass. Yeah, for sure. He did tell me also that he the laser for his thing that he uses set it on fire and he had to go buy a new laser. Holy oh, wow. Shit. Yeah. Like literally like the, the follow, like the day after I got it, he's like, Oh, I'm so glad you're happy because uh, this is the, I almost set my studio on fire or something. I was like, Oh, sorry. Anyway, nice sign. So well, thanks. That's bud. because we are hot. That's because yeah. we're spicy. That Muy, logo is so good. Muy caliente. Banging. Killed yep. the whole studio. Yeah, it kind of did. 
So and we do have shirts coming eventually. It's almost too attractive. No, no such thing. And we will have shirts coming eventually. Yeah, we're working on shirts. Whoa, I talked whoa, to him whoa, about whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. See, we're not allowed to. Here's the deal. Man, you guys are we, no, you know what? Let's, let, no, let's, no, 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 no. Let's talk about this right now. Let's talk about this right now. There's this perception out there that oh boy. whatever, like, whatever they do, we do. And now he says, hey, I'm thinking about getting these shirts done. And I'm like, Jay's been trying to get shirts done for two months now. Actually, it's us dragging our feet. But I've, yes, we I've have. Shirts, I can, I've had shirts done since season two. Also, I'm going to say this. What are you on? What do you mean? What season are you on now? Seven. <laughs> oh. Hey, I have a question. I have a question. Where are you going to get your sign from? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been talking with the retro beard forever. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Let me go back to my years he, of a discussion. He actually with him. just fixed that laser to do your guys' thing, and then the whole that whole thing just fucked the whole thing up. Yeah, so, yeah. That's I, I, I was, I was a problem with the supply chain. I, I screwed it up. New, uh, the, yeah, the classy there says uh, new follow for Maddie Ice. Thank you. you, thank you, Matt. I appreciate you tuning in. These are two semi decent, cool guys. They're pretty, they're pretty solid. We try. We try. No, you guys are... Um, I, I know we talked about the shirt thing. It was very coincidental timing. So that one, that idea, I can't feel too upset about. <laughs> Here's the deal. There are only so many ideas that you can have. And yeah. if you do something first, it doesn't mean you did it first. No. <laughs> and if you did something before us, it does not mean you let's did let's it first. Let's put it in the musical perspective. Eddie Van Halen's the only one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we Nobody go. Nobody else created any guitar riffs. You know, the Beatles were the first band to ever make music, and no one ever since has been able to do it. Nope, not at all. <laughs> and all jokes aside... What do I do with this? We hey, do. Kyle says hello, by the way, from uh, Retro Replayed. Kyle's on the stream here. What up, Kyle? What's up, Kyle? All jokes aside, they're video game podcasts. They're always going to tie there, together. There's only so many things that any podcast can do to promote itself. Hey, are you going to have a Patreon at some point? Probably. Yeah. Well, I already know that there are podcasts like the Collector's Quest that have Patreons. So you're pretty much ripping them off. And like, Also, they had a Discord before you, too. Yeah. So and you're like, ripping them off. Like Tyler, they're says, ripping you off. He, yeah, uh, Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it first anyway. <laughs> exactly. They Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. They did have t-shirts. I, I had Speaking one of Speaking of Collector's lady. Quest, I just had to give Tyler a little shout out there. He spent most of his life saying Mario. <laughs> Long Island, yo. Mario, is forget that, about uh, it. Is clear NASA game. No, that's is that's that Tyler? Or, oh, RG. Default, Default Gen, Gen is Tyler, Tyler from okay. Collector's Quest, and Clairvis is Michael Chiramonte, who is an expert at NES programming and does an entire YouTube series about NES programming, and is an active participant, <laughs> an active <laughs> participant in uh, the Collector's Quest Discord. Thank you for needs. Tyler dropped in the Collector's Quest uh, Patreon. The glossy. <laughs> you still having a Patreon from us? Yeah. See, that's fair. Themes to be seen taken over. See. Yep. So anyway, but anyway, so all jokes aside side though we i mean no our shows our shows are pretty i mean we're similar because we talk about games but, but that's not. about as far as we get yeah, so you guys cover a lot of different stuff we that's don't even pretty fucking, cool that we don't do we don't even talk about so. games anymore no, you we guys talk, talk about, about fucking food you talk about pinball dungeons and dragons <laughs> and, and eating food. eating and drinking 20 year old mountain dew yeah, that's what and, you do and you know what everyone's fucking into it they they, they literally watched us for two hours talk about nothing yep to then get to us eating spicy peanuts that ruined us for yeah. two days yeah I and you know it. what? That's the show now, and that's fine. You know, with this whole programming your coffee pot thing, you're going to learn that those things going in feel about the same coming out. Oh, it was bad, <laughs> dude. It was not enjoyable. Well, it, it gets anyway, worse as you get older. The rest of it, my week was good. I can't complain. I have a great life. So what do I? What do I have to complain about? Um, we'll talk about a little bit more about what's been going on since we've been on a couple weeks here. 
but uh yeah that's uh that's it so um i will say that my week has consisted of playing uh pokemon legends arceus or arceus i don't know what you know, is it a hard J yogging? I, 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 I do believe Mark told me it was Arceus. I think it's Arceus. No, because you don't want to stick it up your arse or something like he he always pronounced it as arse to be like. Well, how does goofy. Mark pronounce it? It is Arceus. Then I'm that's how Mark pronounces that's it. That's how he wants to pronounce it, but I believe the correct way is Arceus. Mm. But just say it. It's a fucking Pokemon. Just say it how you want. The same I'm gonna, say Pokemon right now. I can tell you I have really enjoyed it. I'm really having a lot of fun with it. It's like an open world Breath of the Wild style Pokemon game, and it's been a lot of fun. So let's see. We talked about Breath of the Wild earlier. Who is that? I can't read that. Michael Stewart. Oh, man. Speaking of pinball. My oh, pinball guys. What oh, that's up, one Mike? of your buddies is on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I got it's a hard crew. K is what we were talking about. It's, it's hard told. K. Arceus. Arceus. Yeah, There's no K thing. in it. It's C. <laughs> oh, the K is silent. The K is silent. K so is it is silent. our. It is Arius. Specifically because they didn't want it to sound like Ars. Yeah, it makes there sense. Well, there you go. So Arceus. So Arceus it is. Yeah, Clearview's YouTube channel is awesome. By our Clearvis. Clearview, I don't know about theirs. <laughs> the K is silent. Yeah, but Clearvis, that guy, you know, he gives He's lessons about channel. how to how to program for the NES. Yeah. And in fact, he gave me some information today that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Clearvis, if yep. you want to do a collab on NES music, I'm super down because that's my favorite thing in the world. But it's one of the best things. It's absolutely. But, so, with that, I think we should probably get to. We're staying right on point today. I like this. For a little collecting update, like a DJ over here. I know it's it's. See, I always fuck up mine. I had to calm him down off that before we started going live because when he would do that, he just he start going in like he was a real. I only had the one ear on too. I'd always have it like this so I could hear the crowd. I want to hear the crowd. It's like that insurance commercial. Oh, I know that person. Look at those dance skills. You know who that is? That is, I do know who that is. That's a good friend of ours. Manager of the Miller Road Media Reload. She's a cool chick. Oh. She's pretty all right, Sarah. Not her from you. She's Sarah's nice in the girl. chat. Hot DJing. That's exactly right, Tyler. Yeah. yeah, Sarah's great. I do like that gal quite a bit. So let's talk a little bit about the collecting update. Jay, what do you got? You got something. Yeah, I'm sick. Oh yeah, I got that Ken Griffey card. I got a <laughs> you. You got me a Ken Griffey Panini card. That's right. It's actually pretty sweet. I gotta grab it now. Hold Go on. grab it. Bring it on the live stream. Oh God. You got a panini? Well, it's a, it's not a panini. It's not a sandwich. Settle oh, down. Okay. Damn it. Fade Omega. They really do be jamming. We, we do. Well, I got a big fly. Big fly Ken Griffey Jr. card. Let's set that right yeah, up. Put there. it right there. Right there in front of the grade so everybody knows that that grade is not actually a 10, which it should be. It's a fucking wada. It's a, <laughs> it's a lot of trash. What a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> hey, look, man. Take a dump, put it in some acrylic case. Somebody wants to pay $1,000 for it, they can have the dump. There you go. Anyway, oh, so you got the you got the Griffey card. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. You yeah. got me that actually. Actually Found that at Media. We can thank Eric from Media Reload. What a, a great, great guy. guy. <laughs> that uh My he best he, friend. Yep, he he uh he wanted to give it to me because I I told him I said a good friend that would really like it. And that was you. 
Yeah, we're starting to get into sports cards, and I now need to learn a whole other fucking trading card. Yeah, don't. I can help you on that too a little bit. I, you know, I just if they That's sound a, if it's a rookie card from Michael Jordan, I'll look into it. That's about. You might it. want to make sure it's real then. Yeah, that's all I can do. Or Magic about? Johnson one. Yeah, which I I know a guy that's got a Larry Bird Magic Johnson rookie that also has Julius Irving on it. I one of the too. one of the two seminal basketball cards of of all time. That's got to be the craziest card ever. Yep, it's true. And some dickhead had it in a box in his basement, and then I wound up getting it from him. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah he's got it. It was that my dickhead basement. right there. <laughs> it's not in like pristine condition. It's in good shape, but. Well, wow. I was going to put my cats through college. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cat college. You know how it is. Yeah. Speaking of University. punch out, if you got that gold Famicom cart, uh, Easy get your now. cats through college. We'll, one get, guy. we'll, get, we'll get there. Uh, what about you, Matt? You pick up anything recently? Um, I did. I got a... Great. Moving on. Anyway, right. Jay. Good well, I bought some. No, go ahead, please. I'm, I'm kidding. No, so uh, I finally picked up a... I got a Master System 2. Oh, and, yeah. And it was, um, we had one come through the store, and it was like 2,000th. It's like the 2,000 or 3,000th made. It's got a crazy low serial number. Interesting, yeah. Not that that really matters, but the uh, that system's really cool, man. Yeah. It's got like that like slide top for the cartridge thing. It looks badass. Does it have the built-in game? I can't remember. Does Master System 2 have a built-in game and you turn it on with no games? So some of the Master Systems don't. Uh, they, there's two built-in games that the Master System did. One was like High Speed, which is basically like a pull position, and the other is like a, a Zaxxon ripoff. Right. But I don't know if the Master System 2 had one. I haven't checked it out yet. Jay, you're the good guy at looking stuff up on the phone while we're on the show. Oh, yeah, since I don't Dig talk, into I that. zone out. But, so I got that. And cool, then, that's awesome. And then I got... Um, one thing I've never seen come through the store is the Nintendo 64 expansion pack little clip guy. The, the thing, the tool to remove oh, yeah, the Oh, yeah, yeah, the actual device so, to remove it. I finally fucking got one. Those are the biggest pains in the ass. I know. To get out. I don't I don't understand why <sighs> that, that tool is so hard to find. And but I, Why would you keep it? Does anybody have the thing they use to pull the SIM cards out of their Apple phones? I guess, like, why would you ever you put You use it once, and then you're in. done with it. Yeah, you, you know? Why like, would you use it again? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I got that, and that's kind of, I've been collecting 60, oh, the last thing. Yeah. I haven't even talked about this on my show. So I've had exclusive. I've had all the 64 colors for the system. Oh, the no. Ones. Did you do it? I finally. No, my brother. Fi- yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother. For can, I Christmas, guess, can I guess what it is? Yeah. You finally got the orange controller to go with your orange Nintendo 64. Yeah. Which I have been looking for for you <laughs> in per, like every shop I go to. I look or ask for the last year and a half. I've been asking. It's always fake, dude. They're always I know. fake. Well, and my not brother, fake. They're just third party or aftermarket yeah. stuff. And my brother which finally fake. bought me one for he got it for me for Christmas. And I was I was hype as fuck because now I'm done with all the American ones. That's awesome. Yeah, heck yeah. Man, that's so cool. I'm so happy for you because I know what that's like. Yeah. He's just like, thank God. Like, every, you know, it's funny. There was a guy that was uh, doing like a, a sale on Instagram recently and he had the complete one. I'm like, I was like, hey, man, would you uh, sell just the controller? And, <laughs> yeah, would you uncomplete this yeah, system could you just, for my friend? We, yeah, because for some guy you don't even know. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, no, I don't know who you are. He's a real stand up guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that yeah, is awesome. That's been my collecting well, con- quest lately. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's noteworthy. Yeah, heck yeah. Awesome. So hmm. from what I'm finding on here, and I probably didn't find anything really good because it's kind of all over the place. Like it says that uh, Regarding it had built-in Master games System such too. as Hang On, yeah. uh, Space Harrier. And that's a good one. A t- yeah. That's in 
Maze game featuring a snail. Alex Kidd Miracle World. So that, that was a built-in game? That's what it's saying. That's, that's why I don't great... know if I'd buy this. This is from Giant Bomb. Alex... I don't know if I'd buy Oh, that. Giant Bomb. They're, yeah. they're actually a pretty good article. They oh. used to be. Jeff Gersman's a badass dude. <laughs> you don't listen to the show. Do you guys not like Giant Bomb? No. We told the story in the last show that oh we, we tried to get Gersman to send us reviews of stuff for our show mm -hmm. because wow. the very first episode I did was about The Legend of Zelda and he rated it so lowly. I was like, how is it a 7.2? And I, I messaged him and I was like, would you, we talk about you on the show, would you mind, you know, like, uh, just even just give me, a, if I give you a game every other week, would you give me a number review of it? And he, he just left me on red. He didn't even respond to it? No. He's, I mean, he's, dude, he's been in the game longer than any of us. I know. But he, he, he is openly an asshole. Like, that's his whole thing is he is a dick. Yes, yeah. that's the Jeff well, Gersman. Way. We'll definitely get him on now after that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, yeah. And you can, that's from me. And I love Jeff Gersman. He's one of my favorite uh, yeah, reviewers. Yeah, we'll catch a clip on his Facebook feed in the morning. Yeah. Love dicks, I guess. Gersman's a dick. Gersman. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> sign, it sounds good. Give me all of it. Give me all you got. You know what's fucked up is I want to work for Giant Bomb. There's no chance now. He'll, he'll find that deep down. Who's? Why would you go work for a website anymore? Yeah, that's true. You're not going to make any money oh, doing a, that. A website that's. Probably. That's like going to work for the library. No offense, Look at John. This John coming through in the clutch. I confirmed on my Sega Master System too. It's Alex Kidd. That's yep, a great. A, that is a great. But at game. that point, at that point, don't you think that they had to like lead? They're like shit. Nintendo was giving away Super Mario Brothers, okay, and they're like, no and Duck Hunt. No one's buying this thing <laughs> in the United States. Let's give them Alex Kidd. <laughs> like maybe that will do it, and it didn't. It did but that's not. a great game to give away. Yeah, and. No, it's a yeah. it's a cool mascot, but it's like every Sega mascot. Mm -hmm. It uh, got sold to every other company. Yeah. Well, you you live in a different generation. I'm sure that you are a big Master System fan when it came out. I knew two people who had the Master System. Yeah. I, I and I yeah, like literally two people. The That's coolest the coolest game on that system's Ninja Ninja <laughs> Golf or whatever the fuck. What's the website? Is that like YouTube off of YouTube? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> It's like YouTube, but they take everything everybody says and they turn it into text and you have to read it. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to pay for it, too. Oh, man. Well, not when you first came out, but now, like, you know, somehow. So anyway, thanks for asking. My collecting update is... Uh, I, wow. Go ahead. You, I'll, I'll edit this out. Go ahead. I hope you don't audit it, edit it out. Audit it out. Audit it. I hope you audit it. Mike, what fancy, what have, crazy, what new, insanely overpriced games did you buy this week? I haven't bought anything. Bull fucking shit. Okay, I bought stuff. I'll go grab them right now. They're very attractive looking. Websites boxes. are basically the tabletop RPG of online. <laughs> <laughs> Tape flipper. <laughs> Thank and that's you, their sir. First time comment. Thanks. That's a great comment. Thanks for stopping in. Tape flipper. Great, amazing, great comment. Instagram uh, account. By the way, love his Instagram account. Ebombs World. That was a website. Yeah, that was 1999. Oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, some of those things you'll never forget. That's why. Were you why. alive in 99? Oh my god, no. dude! Sarah sent you that message about geoscapes or whatever the. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Slow, no, no, stop, 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 stop. So Sarah sends me a message and just says, Sarah is a friend of ours and, and a good friend of Matt's and said, I just made a GeoCities joke and Matt didn't get it. And I knew that you would understand what I was getting at. And, no, and then I said, the I, my response to her was, and I don't have it, this is not verbatim. You do have to understand that GeoCities was a thing that happened before Matt was born. I know a lot of stuff, but I don't know what the fuck that is. It's it's close. What was it? Hey, what Tape were, Flipper. I don't remember. Thanks for it, tuning in, bud. 
I don't even remember what we were talking about. I don't know. All I know is that she messaged me that, and I laughed so hard because I was like, "We called Geo Shitties." <laughs> what <laughs> is what a guy It's a okay. So Geo Cities, go look it up. Basically, back in the day, nobody bought their own domain. Nobody knew how to do that or set up DNS or get get websites developed. You could use Geo Cities, and they would give you your own space. So oh. it's geocities.com/slash/user/slash/whatever name, and you could go make your own website, and then that would be what you shared to people. Oh, okay. So yeah. So, yeah, go look it up. Yeah, exactly. Go look it up is exactly right. Yeah. As someone who doesn't know about GeoCities on any podcast, podcast, that's a very good question, Tyler. Uh, yeah. As someone who doesn't know about GeoCities on an NES podcast. on an NES podcast. I've also managed a video game store for th- yeah. four years now, and yeah. I don't know about GeoCities. So, like, literally a quarter of your life. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. GeoCities was the square space of today, but really awful. That's that's and very fair. I think it came up because I've been designing our website. Yeah. yeah, and she was like, you should just use GeoCities. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know what that You're is. You want a website? We were going to do one, too. Yeah. Well, you better fucking hurry up. Can we use Squarespace, or is that okay with you? You can <laughs> use WordPress. you got a Japanese beetle on your arm. Cool. Look at Lucky me. I just thought he was He's just doing his thing. He can hang out. I don't, I don't care. I thought you had a bugger. I was like, bro. So yes, I did buy some stuff. Hey, I got hey, some. Get? I actually got some NES boxes from Sarah's store. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. So I got like fourteen of them. Uh, they were just boxes. A couple of them had manuals, but I only had, I only had two of the twelve or two of the fourteen. So that was cool. Uh, the feature, the the highlights were Guardian Legend, uh, Adventures of Lolo one and two, Adventure Island, and another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. So yeah, a couple of spare boxes now at the house for NES stuff. If you got an Urban Champion 3 screw cart, you might want to trade off. Uh, I may actually have that. Yeah, I know you do. Do I? Yeah. How do you know that? Because it's uh, weird that you remember that. Well, you I told me you couldn't trade to me for some reason that no longer is a valid reason to not trade it to me. Is why. That is a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. It involves a girl. It does. A bad girl. No, she's not bad. I'm just kidding. It's not fair. Anyway, um, bought those. Actually, will you, Jay, will you, you do me, me a favor? Not you, it. Yeah, go ahead and grab if you if you want. Those I can get them. Yeah, okay. those and then that book. You see that book them. with the pink writing on the spine? We grabbed that too. You got that? You didn't tell me you got that. I didn't tell anybody because it you just happened. I'll explain when you get here. I'll tell oh, you. I'm fucking excited about that. Are they so. gonna do a sixty-four one? Settle down. I haven't talked about what it is. Are they gonna do a sixty-four one? Settle down. Yeah, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Everybody, they'll know. You, they know now. But you do. I do know. Are they going to? You think? I do not know. So I picked these up from the Burton location of Media Reload. Again, the store that Matt works at. Not the specific store, but I had these loose cartridges. And uh, these are complete in box with the maps and posters. So Final Fantasy II and Final Fantasy III, for those who can't see, uh, complete in box. So I'm not a plebe anymore. I'm an actual real collector. Who <laughs> <laughs> this validates me. <laughs> and then I also purchased a book. Oh, man. The Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NES Library from 1985 to 1995. By Pat and Ian. It's by Pat Contry, as all people know, Pat, the NES punk, who is a very divisive uh, individual in the retro game community. But And Ian Ferguson from Luna, yes. previously Luna Yeah, games. he doesn't work there anymore. But uh, so, so Harrison messages me one day, like a couple days ago, and says, hey, do you want this book? And I was like, yeah, I mean, probably. I've been thinking about buying it. I'm, I've got all the NES stuff. I, I probably should. Um, I probably should get it. So I'm like looking, and he's like, it's $80. And I'm like, 
$80, like I start looking on their website and it's like $50. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm surely I can get it for even less than that. Is it like out of print? Come to find out it's because it's the first print of the book. Oh, wow. And it was like, they just got it from a distributor, which should tell you everything about how the sales of the book went. I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's, I know I'm kidding. But it is actually a pretty cool book. So they, I mean, they put a lot of work into it. I really... It's actually a very extensive, cool book. There's yeah. a lot of good information. Although I will say this, when you're writing a book like that, you shouldn't be peppering it with, you should be giving opinions on your game, but not holistic opinions about other things. And some of the, some of the hot takes on some of the things are a little bit like, I probably, if I was writing it and I didn't write it, so it's not my project, but I would have probably left that kind of stuff out. You know what I yeah. mean? It's fine, but it's just like, okay, that's what you think, but. Well, you know how Pat is. Yeah, yeah. And I actually don't have a problem with him. Uh, he's someone that's kind of always been around in the, the whole ether of collecting. It's just, you know, like I've always kind of known who that guy was and I never like. I, I listen to his podcast now and I don't have a problem with him. Some people really don't like him and I could understand maybe why, but I don't have no, per, I have no personal experience with him. So anyway, I did buy the book cause it's an excellent book. Yeah. Uh, it's got, very heavy. You got to get the super Nintendo one now. Yep. And they are, they are working on a 64 version. I know that it's just not uh, done yet. So that's a, Oh God, that's going to be so many bad reviews. That's because it's a garbage system for garbage people. I love it, but I just, there's a reason they didn't make 300 games for it. They made 296 though. That's, they got real close. It's not 300 though. Yeah, but can you like NES 700 and what 47 or 750? It depends on how you look at it. License 677 and then like 748 unlicensed. I don't remember. There's something so like that. many garbage games on that system. How too. dare you? Uh, Taboo the Sixth Sense. Okay, that's one. Name mm -hmm. another one. I'll give you that one. Uh, Bad Dudes. Game's fucking trash. What? Bad Dudes is terrible. You, don't even try. Bad, bad Dudes is a bad game. Bad? What? Bad Dudes is a bad game. Contraforce, bad game. Contraforce is a bad game. Bad Dudes? Bad Dudes is good. You can bad, stuff how that. How is Bad Dudes good? You can stuff that. Those sorry's in a sock, mister. Anyway. Oh, how many good Nintendo 64 games are there? Six? No, there's not six. There's way more than six, all right? <laughs> Listen, Listen motherfucker. Listen, motherfucker. I can't think of... Are you going to bring up that here's, Castlevania train wreck they made? That game's not that bad. Oh my what? god. Yeah, yeah bad dudes is trash. Wait, Castlevania Legacy of Darkness or Castlevania 64? That's right, both of them. No, Legacy of Darkness is okay. 64 is pretty bad. We are not here to talk about the Nintendo 64, nor we will we ever gotten be into here. into this novel of an outline. Okay. Oh, we'll skip half the outline. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all irrelevant. <laughs> Time. So that's kind of it. That's what I picked up. Uh, I'm sure other things. I don't know. I'm waiting on a shipment to come in of something that I purchased. The that'll be another uh, acrylic game. <laughs> Some, I see what you don't listen to the show, Matt. Uh, but I want to tell you, can can tell us how good someone is at bad dudes by how good they think it is. <laughs> you know, bad dudes is actually. Did the, someone just say bad dudes? Robbie's <laughs> Robbie literally <laughs> showed up because somebody said bad dudes. He's been summoned. <laughs> that is. Oh, oh man, that so, is so amazing! I'm so glad you're here. I will That's say, awesome. can we trail off for a minute? We might need to call Robbie. You yeah, might need to have a talk. No, no, yeah, we'll get to that. Bad, you, bad dudes is the first NES game I ever played, and lucky, I did not enjoy it as much as I thought I would. I had two <laughs> copies of it too. Bad dudes is better than Double Dragon Easy. That is 100 percent accurate. Oh yeah, everybody right. had two copies. I have two okay. copies. So there's I'll, go, a, I'll go back hey, and play it. There's I'm, a there's a copy over here, and then there's also a copy behind this that fell at one point. <laughs> so everybody has at least two copies of Bad Dudes. 
Double Dragon 2 is I've good. never been on Twitch before, but the power of bad dudes brought me on. <laughs> I believe that. That's the thing. It's, I do believe that. Like, I said it, and then Robbie's like, what's that, bad dudes? Like, he, like we just rubbed the genie, and he popped out. It was like bad dudes. Like, rubbed the lamp. It's like a sixth sense. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. He heard you say bad dude sucks, and he, like, popped up like a vampire. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, exactly. He comes up with his arms crossed out of the coffin. Excuse I'll, me? I'll go back and play it for you guys. I'm kind of waiting for every, the door to get kicked down. It's, it's only been. Just, yeah. Oh my Robbie god! Just kicks the door down. He's on what the other the side of the bad door. Dudes, what's going on? In Somebody be smirching the good name of bad dudes. <laughs> All right, I've only. Oh, it's only been like 13 years since I played it last. So That's amazing. I will go back and play <laughs> it. Tyler says every every Double Dragon game is trash. Bad dudes is fun though. I will say this. I can tell you one copy of Double Dragon that is trash that I played when I might have had a couple of drinks a few days ago. The Atari 2600 version oh. of Double Dragon, it's, it's as good as it sounds. <laughs> it's all I can tell you. Wait, wait, I have, wait. Oh, shit. There's an Atari. The, it came out in it's 19... It's about a step above that boxing game we were watching from oh, the 2600. The Activision boxing. I forgot about that. 1989, Atari 2600. Let's put out Double Dragon, they said. I remember said. that. It's, I have it at the house, and it's abysmal. Is you it, have to come over and play it. Is it 2600 or is it 7800? See, the cheeseburger just wants to have a cheese. The, the president just wants to have a cheeseburger with some dudes. And he does yeah. if you're good at the game. I think Bad Dudes probably has some of the best box art of all time. I guarantee. Well, it's right there. Yeah, I guarantee right you that the the Double Dragon is for the Atari 2600 because. It is 2600. At my house. Look at that trash. Dude, it's so it's so bad. Oh my and you know God. what? You know what? Let me see if I still it have it. It looks like if the dude from Kaboom got loose and put on a blue sweatshirt. So. So uh, that looks better than most twenty six hundred games. I though. can guarantee that that's what it is because I'm going to tell you, it works on my Atari twenty six hundred. I've got a six switch at the house, and that's what it's in. It's one hundred percent. Now hold on, Always hold on. There. Let me play something. Is this a Johnny Cash song? I walked the line. Oh, okay. That is, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. That's pretty good for an Atari. It was, I will give Atari 2600 credit. That that's good. That's it's, pretty good. It's as good as it's gonna get. That's absolutely. Let me the tell you, that's, that's the best part of the game, and it's not even close. <laughs> it's, it's Atari Double Dragon looks, looks awesome. Like I take it back. It is not awesome. How that dare you? That doesn't look bad. That's on the 7800. Okay. See, I've seen the 7800 one. I've never seen the, the 7800 one is completely different. Yeah. It's not the same. That one actually just looks almost like a dumbed down version of the NES. Version. Mine looks like the wish.com version of that because it's literally a black card that just says double dragon for Atari 2600 VCS or whatever it is. That's incredible. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, it's uh, it, it ain't great. So, all right. Great. So let's get on to the topic. Oh, du jour. God. I got to stop looking at these. Yeah. I'm looking at stills of Double Dragon from the 2600. <laughs> yeah, don't do the, do you burn your eyes out? It's like a train wreck. So as we as we uh, have already, you know, revealed today's topic, Rob Gronkowski's punch out. Rob punch out by Rob Gronkowski <laughs> uh, was chosen by our by our guest host. Again, I want to make sure I make that abundantly clear that I do not choose all these games. And if it is an NES game, I did not influence its decision in any way. Matt, would you say that you chose the game? Was this your choice? This was my choice. Okay. I you, asked you were under no duress when this choice was made. I was you were not in a room with a single 
light bulb hanging and a police officer with a cigarette. I had a gun to my head. Okay. Pick it. When asked. Pick the game. Yeah, yeah, but that gun was an NES controller, and you put it there yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I was surprised that this game had not been talked about on the show yet. We're only 17 episodes in, and we've done like 50 And you Nintendo guys have been around somehow. for like eight years now. I know. It's amazing. Yeah, we were here before you. I know, and <laughs> I've only got like got him. 70 episodes now. Okay. Your voice doesn't sound like shit anymore. That's nice. It is nice. It's still not great, but it's not, it's not shit. Mine sounds like shit, though. So We're trading off. Yeah, we're getting there. Punch-Out is a great game to invest in. What the fuck kind of talk is that? This is a video game stream talking about how good games are. This is not the Bank of America. Love the box art. Tyson is the GOAT. Might play it one day. I don't know. <laughs> no See, way. you want to play the ball oh. bull version. That's the one. You, if you're gonna, I Try that one. Oh, God. That's the good one. All right. Jason Jason would be launching into, like, hell. He would. Oh, please. It would be a whole fucking nuclear meltdown let's, let's right not. now. So the topic is Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. For the Nintendo Entertainment, Entertainment System. System. Chosen by the one and only Matty Ice of the Matty Ice and Marky Mark podcast. Live stream every Monday night, 10 p.m. on Facebook Live. Look him up. Be there or be square. And Mark is a handsome, handsome fella. <laughs> you say that because he looks like you. Hey, whatever. Meanwhile. Us bald bearded fellas have to stick together. So, if you're unaware. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you tell me, Jay, for the unaware... That have never heard of or played this game. <laughs> tell me, tell me about the gameplay and story. Well, it's of a, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. It's a single player boxing game, and you are Little Mac. That's your character that you play. Macaroni. Yes, <laughs> Little um, Macaroni. You are seventeen years old and one hundred and seven pounds. Mm. That was not true fair, for me when I was seventeen. To be fair, that was probably me when I was seventeen. I was about one hundred and seven pounds. Yeah, now I'm five hundred and seven pounds. I'm forty-seven and five hundred. <laughs> I gained hundred pounds for every decade that I've aged. <laughs> Pretty soon, I'll be sixty. There you go. But yeah, you're, no. you're seventeen years old, one hundred and seven pounds, and you have eleven different opponents and fourteen fights to beat the entire game. That is correct. And the precipice of the game would be Mike Tyson himself, Iron Mike Tyson. Yeah, and I kind of, I had a friend say something. We were talking about Punch-Out a couple of years ago, and he said, it's like the first rhythm game. It was kind of like the first rhythm game, like a like in Guitar Hero, you just kind of master Not like Gloria Stefan. No, that will get you. That's different. <laughs> for the old folks in our, that one's for the old folks in the crowd. Anybody we'll be here all night, ladies and gentlemen. Mac is 17. No wonder I always lose. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. That's I don't, not the though. thing that surprised me. 107 pounds? Hey, man. Look. Who put that stat in? Uh, They've I, never seen a we'll, real we'll human being. We'll get to being. that yeah, in we'll the background and development. Yeah. <laughs> They've never... Well, they're they're in Japan. People are smaller over there, I think, generally. 107 pounds. That is a light human being. That is a very small person. I don't yeah. know why you're looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> don't look at me. I'm literally light. the last person you yeah. should be looking at for that one. <laughs> Shout out to Matteo's mom, who's been lying about beating Punch Out for decades. <laughs> that's amazing. That's rough. I'm not gonna lie, that's rough. All right, and uh, yeah, I think. Look, we're not gonna spend too much on the gameplay and story. I think most people, if you're listening to this show, you've heard of this game and you've probably played it. God, okay? I hope so. So if you haven't, you should, and we'll get to that. His name is Little Mac. He's little, says says Robbie. My mom says she swears she, she beat it. Oh, that's good. If, said, you're, if your mom can make it to the major circuit, 
then I'll call it like she could beat it. But if she can't make it past like Piston Honda, there's no shot that she beat that game. Like if she dies on like Von Kaiser or some shit, that's a fucking lie. So Maddie L, I want to stream. I want a live video of her at least making it. To, I want a live video of her making it to Piston Honda. She couldn't beat Von Kaiser. She was lying. That's amazing. No one. She no was one. lying. <laughs> uh, yeah, you that, have all the equipment to stream this stuff, Matteo. Let's talk. Okay? I feel like we just stole Matteo's childhood from him. Yeah, well, you know, probably wasn't a very good one anyway, so who cares? I'm con- yeah. <laughs> God, I she, love this. She was lying. I, was da- I remember being like your age and being like, to be young and going to be like, no, I don't think your mom could. Get her on. Get her on right now. Like, he was, like, calling his mom to the carpet. Like, Matty Shirley, mid-50s mother, who's like, I don't know what a punch-out is. Like, <laughs> no, you got to be Von Kaiser. Your son's a pussy or something. Or yeah, she comes she, on the live stream. She's like, give me a goddamn control. Let's yeah, go. She, she absolutely that, fucking rolls that through be, that game. Oh, my God. That would be so much better if she just showed, give me the sticks. And she just busts out Tyson in two rounds. What do you got to say now? Matty Ice. Motherfucker. Heard you got knocked the fuck out by Tyson about 50 times before you finally beat him. Isn't that right? That is <laughs> that is correct. She yeah, was playing true. Power Punch 2. Power Punch 2. Do not. Uh, this show is not about that. that game, <laughs> no show should ever be about that game. That's the sequel that actually improved upon that's the not game. We're going to double that up and do that's Double Dragon on the Atari 2600 and Power Punch 2. That is, That'll be one episode. <laughs> That'd be fine. Um, we should do that. We need to do a bad uh, bad game episode soon anyway. So. Bad game. That's the sequel everyone wants to play. Bad episode. Dudes 2. Bad Dudes 2, Power Punch 2, and Double Dragon on Atari. Yeah. 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 And... <laughs> Bad dudes to electric boogaloo. Yes, that's where we're all gonna play. They're, they break dance. They kind of break dance in one, really, if you think about it. They do that spinny kick, and it's almost like a you know, you, you know, it's like break dance. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say. So talk to me about yes, the other I know world bad circuit. dudes does have a sequel, Robbie. I, I know, I know. So Mike, Better talk to me dudes. about the uh, another world circuit. So there's another world circuit. I learned this today. You, like, there's a code that you can use to go straight to this another world circuit where you fight eight boxers. You're already like, I don't even know. It's called Two Crude Dudes, he says. <laughs> I know. It's the spiritual successor. We've discussed this. I don't. I didn't know this. It's true. Talk to Robbie more. Robbie knows everything. He's beaten like 437 <sighs> NES games this year. Yeah, well. That's all because, he does. That's because he's the He grip. goes to the Logan Arcade, and then he fucking goes home and plays NES games. And he's the grip king of Chicago. Don't forget that. I, you know, I still beat him at Mortal Kombat. Sweet, so. sweet stash. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> another world circuit. The another world circuit is this like offshoot of the game where you can put in this code. And the code is, if anybody's listening and gives a shit, okay. 135-792-4680. And you must press A, B, and select all simultaneously. If you do that, Okay. It will take you to another world circuit. And and that is, I, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> Hold on, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. And it's like this different version of Punch-Out. It's the same guys in different order. And the final guy is, is, is Macho Man. Nope, you don't fight Tyson. What Jay is laughing about. Did you actually think this podcast was going to be an audio episode? Because this no. live stream is... Ridiculous! It's, it's amazing. fire, dude. Yep, it's so much fun. So, what what, what you get? What the the listening audience listening to the podcast through your podcast aggregator of choice don't hear or see is that Robbie is undressing Matt 
<laughs> in the chat. I have Matty no idea Ice. what you're talking about. You aren't wrong. You didn't. That, you was, did about not my, win. that was about my I, sweet mustache. I comment. smoked your ass with Cabal. He's talking about you. I have no idea. So the part that pushed when me over the... When you went to Logan Arc... No, when you went to Galloping Ghost and played Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and were undressed no, by no. Abe Supremacy, the Grip King of Chicago. No he idea. is the Abe Froman of Chicago. He's the Sausage King of Chicago. He's huh? the Sausage King of Chicago. When I could see... The thing rate. that put me over the edge right here, though, was that... Tyler said Robbie sounds like a nerd. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Robbie is the least looking nerd I've ever met in my entire life. Frank Robbie Zeppa. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. So, just to clear the air here, we'll have a, a triathlon of Mortal Kombat, okay. pinball, and then a game of someone else's choice. Okay, pinball is not a video game, so it doesn't and count. Pinball is a game of skill. Mortal Kombat is a game of skill. So someone else choose the other game, and we'll have just, we'll see who's the better gamer. Okay. Pinball's pinball's an old school video game. How about bowling? I'll fuck him up on bowling. Maybe we should see if Tyler can put on his Patreon that people make donations for a gambling ring for ping pong Robbie cornhole. for I'm Robbie down. versus Matt. Any true game of skill. Oh, we need to have like this. This needs to be like this is like this tag. is like uh, tag. dude. Tag. There's competitive tag. I don't remember how I even came across it today, but I saw competitive tag. It's a real thing. It's ridiculous. It's a whole movie based. It's on a it. bunch of twenty uh, somethings running after each other playing grab ass. Is what it is. <laughs> Arm wrestle. We could do that. Arm wrestle. Hey, what's up, Sean? Thanks for coming. Bad dudes. It's <laughs> a game of skill. <laughs> Man, I'm just always so glad when Tyler has something to say. I don't know why it's everything always, he says makes me laugh. That wasn't always. Tyler. Default. Gen oh, was it? That's You're right. John. <laughs> John. I was giving the purple. I know he has no crown. I should have known. Wow. Sorry, John. Yes, John also makes me laugh too. Bad dudes is a game of skill. <laughs> that would explain your ineptitude. That would, Easy yeah. now. You guys get this stuff's all rattling. The reason I suck at that. Okay. Game. So yeah, there's another world circuit. Nobody gives a crap. Okay, they don't. I found the videos of my mom beating Glass Joe. That's, that's the I don't game know right if we there. can legally play that on the podcast, Matt. Sorry. That's, that's no, it's fine. Let's game. see it. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I need to see this. I, I don't know. Three rounds of All MMA. Right. So, funny story, guys. This whole hour has been a funny story. <laughs> funny story. I want to, we can, you know, the game playing story, like I said, we're not, there's not going to be much there. If you haven't played this game, go play it. Okay. It's, it's, it's a great game, and everybody should play this game. But I'm going to say this. I, I did a bunch of research, right? I went and did all this research. There's pages and pages of stuff in here that I found out about, right? <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm all proud of myself. And there are some things I already kind of knew that I put in here. And there's some things that I learned from friends or digging around on my own. Okay. <laughs> but but I, as I go through all these notes, the last thing we did before we recorded this podcast and went live tonight was, we was like, oh, you know, we should watch the uh, gaming story in Norman Crusoe's video yeah, yeah. on Punch Out. And as we watched it, I realized that everything that I had notated and was like so proud of myself for finding out and putting into the notes of this show to talk about were in the movie. <laughs> they were all in that. They were all in that video. All of it. And it's, everything it's so professionally done it's way better than this it's so much it's, better it's, than this. not only is it way better than this now it way better than this will ever be <laughs> so you know what's you know what's better than that though the, the sketch art you guys need to lean in because okay. you guys can see matteo's mother beating glass joe you ready yeah let's see okay here oh, we go shit. i wish i had a way to put this on the anticipation is I building know. that's 
<laughs> she won. Give me that. Give me that. She oh won. Hold on, I gotta freeze it on Maddie. Oh, mom, I guess who she looks like. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just whoa, kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't want to do that. Robbie is the Kathy Orsa of Justin. What the fuck does that say? This is this seems Martindale. like an old thing. Slaughter, Slaughterface McGee. Who's Slaughterface McGee? Who's this? Should I know, know who this is? First Robbie is the Kathy Orsa of Justin Martindale's. He lives in KC and refuses to hang out with me, dude. If you anybody, if, if everybody on here does follow Matty O, or if you don't on Instagram, you have to go there right now and watch his mom talking shit about being glass Joe. <laughs> that's awesome. It's, it's that is it's the toughest part of the game. Amazing. That's a tough one. It was look, all of them seemed hard to you today. <laughs> I'm excited to meet Matteo. Matteo, hey, just someday, talk. who knows? Maybe you will. I really hope so. Maybe we'll see. That's, that's, so that, anyway, let's anyway. With all that being said about the fact that I'm now, this is just going to be the audible version of the of the uh, gaming historian's video about Punch a, Out. A less impressive, more. <laughs> that's my friend Nick. He doesn't understand the concept of inside jokes. Says Robbie. <laughs> Robbie's the Kathios of Justin Martindale. Yeah, nobody knows what that means except Robbie, who is obviously making light of the fact that no one knows what that means. <laughs> so that's great. Oh, that's great. Anyway. Just call him out in the chat. Oh, man, it's so good. Just, like, put it right out there on blast. So, (laughs) Punch-Out! was a 1984 arcade game by Nintendo. It was developed by uh, Genyo Takeda. Or Takeda. Is it? See, I was going (laughs) to say Rose City. I can't even Dude, keep track we tonight. Turn the fucking like chat no off. No chats. We can't look at chat. We can't look at it anymore. So it's just all going too well. Dude, your fucking audio is ruined. No, it's good. It's fine. I'm not worried. <laughs> I love it so much. Whatever. Who cares? Okay. So Genyo Takeda, as they said in the video, I was saying Takeda, which which alone would have proved that I did not get any of my information from the video. I should have known that right away. Takeda is silent. So he was, he was the. <laughs> God, oh, the wheels have come off. It's on fire. Not even drunk. <laughs> the crying <laughs> mm, Kinda. Anyway, he was he was part of Nintendo's research and development three, which is now integrated research and development. And he in that team, which I again I will reference now because I saw the yeah, video earlier. He was the head of a bunch of nerds, as it was put. All the geeks and nerds were in R&D 3 at Nintendo. And they came up with the concept of memory mapping. The MMC chips that are in a huge majority of NES games because they give you the ability, and this is what I talked to our friend Mr. Chiaramonte, Clearvis, about. Memory mapping is like... The NES only has like 2K of, of, of uh, RAM and then, or no, 2K of ROM and 8K of RAM or whatever it is. So you can only load so much into RAM. But this gives you the ability to take these like much bigger games and load them in sections, right? So you can like put the things in there that you need. And he said, basically, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go pull up the way that he, I'm going to use his words because he, he actually put it um, fairly eloquently as like his uh, analogy was, it's like one of those old school CD changers because the CD player mechanism never moves. It always reads the discs the same way. And imagine that you had like the entire Metallica back catalog loaded in. You could just get whatever you wanted to listen to by swapping in a different CD. So it was kind of expanded your ability to like, 
there are things that you don't always need in a game. They don't always need to be loaded into RAM. Mm -hmm. So this gave the ability to say, okay, we're going to map them to these sections, and then I'm going to reference that section when I need it. So it's going to pull the section in right away to do these things, and when I don't need it, push it back out and give me the stuff that I do. Because, like, NES games before, before that, when I looked, they're like 16 kilobytes. Like, golf was like 16 kilobytes, right? They're tiny. And then by the end... I think Kirby's Adventure was like the biggest licensed NES game at like 512, even though the NES only had like eight or whatever K around. I don't remember exactly the number. It was a very small amount, but it gave it the ability to map that memory and it was expanded by the actual cartridge itself was cut part of the expansion. So it was pretty neat. Yeah. But anyway, so, but they developed that whole technology. Like, R&D 3 and Takeda developed that technology and the idea of bank switching. Not, they didn't, not the ideas, but for the NES they did. Right, and they were also the people who came up with the uh, concept of a battery backup for an NES game. Yeah, really. So, like, it's just like, well, those are pretty big concepts to come up with. You know what I mean? That whole idea of a battery backup still blows my mind. Yeah, it, like it. I don't understand how it works, and I'm sure one day I could really take it. Like, just watch. Basically, a video you have it. something loaded in RAM. And once you cut the power, the RAM is wiped. Mm -hmm. But the battery backup provides enough power to keep it in memory so you can reference it. Oh, okay. And once the battery dies, yeah, that's I've, why. I've seen like pinball machines with like fucking double A batteries, yeah. literally like in the, the machine. They keep the settings or Just whatever. Just to keep it is. the settings yep. and the score. Yep. That's interesting. Hell, you have, what is it that I have at the house that, uh, that clock right over there, that clock that you guys, nobody can see that I'm pointing at, that clock has batteries in it. So if the power goes out, and it's not plugged in, it still keeps the time. Oh, okay. Right? Like that's kind of common. Yeah, that's that common was with common in alarm. It's the same concept as like an old alarm clock because back in the day, we didn't all have phones that kept charge forever. We had to wake up from an alarm clock, and if the power went out, it wouldn't go off. What's, so, a, what's an alarm clock? So it's this thing that old people use to listen to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> what's the radio? <laughs> we used to listen to the Tigers game on AM radio. What's the radio, he says. No. So anyway, but they came up with that. And then they also developed a number of other games besides um, Punch-Out!, Pro Wrestling, Ice Hockey, Star Tropics. He was involved in all those. A lot of, and I thought it was interesting, a lot of games that were f like targeted at American audiences, like games like Star Tropics and Ice Hockey. Like no, Ice Hockey would not have been, I don't think, the biggest seller in Japan. I just don't think it would have been a huge, you know, they have a team now, like in the Olympics. I just don't think in general that it would have been that big a deal. And I think this was the most interesting thing about um, Takeda, okay? He was one of the lead developers of the Wii. And when everybody was having this big race to say Xbox 360, this is the fastest and the PlayStation 3, these are the fastest. I mean, we need to have these fantastic graphics. And he was like, listen, I don't know the exact quote, but I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He said, essentially, like, imagine consoles like the auto industry where not everybody like, yeah, that'd be cool. We all have Ferraris and they zip down the fastest you can. But not everybody wants that. Most people want like a four door sedan that is like good on gas and reliable. And that's what he was like, you can build that. Like the Wii was that, right? The Wii was not like, it was a GameCube basically, right? But it was like, yeah. it was. it's like, we don't need to be the fastest. We just have to be good at what we do, right? And that's in, it was, I thought it was an apt uh, analogy. So anyway. Which they were until they hit Wii U. Well, he didn't have anything to do with that. So okay. Okay. Well, it's not his fault. But he, he worked there from like 1972 to 2017, like 45 years he worked at Nintendo. God. So, can you yeah. imagine? No. I mean, working at Nintendo in 1972 to 19, yeah, I can a like, little bit. I would never, yeah, you'd never want to leave. Like, just leaving Yep. finally would be. that Nobody ever wanted to leave, it felt like. Mm -hmm. So. That's why everyone. Would you, like, think about no. that. I work at the biggest company in the world that's made video games that yeah. are, like, amazing. 
from for 50 years. Why would you leave? Yeah. That sounds like, yeah, I'm fucking them out. And obviously they take care of their, like, you never really hear about Nintendo screwing over their employees. Not very often. Mm. Nintendo mm. has made billions with that philosophy. They have. They really have. It's true. Because yep. we were even talking about that earlier with Sega Master System and, uh, no, the Genesis. Yep. And Super Nintendo. Yep. And Genesis did everything to catch the niche audience they, they, in the 90s they with capitalized, sports and they whatever. Just, yep, they capitalized on the entire psyche mantra of marketing to our generation at the yep. time, right? And they did a good job of that. I wouldn't leave Nintendo if I got a job there. No, no, I would not either. Dude, I, I'd be a fucking even, janitor at Even Nintendo. if it was Nintendo of America. <laughs> See, but that's one thing. Actually, we've, we've talked about this, Mike, and I'm going to kind of sidetrack here yeah, because sure. we have a lot of people on right now. But well, that's one of the things I've been trying to find somebody that actually used to work for Nintendo. An it's old, true. old friend. We have a friend that, that used to live in the area that we played arcade games with. We would play Mortal Kombat 2 and 3 with. Yes. And and was the voice of Toad in he was actually So he was actually a game tester originally. Yeah. Him and this guy named Henry. And I met, his name was Isaac. Isaac Marshall's his name. You guys can look him up. And um, this, is, again, was before cell phones and all that. So... He ended up getting a job. He was a game tester, so they would send him games. It was awesome because we would go over and play Nintendo games at his house before they were even out. Yeah. And he that's what he did for the longest time. And then they offered him a job. And it was out in Bellevue, Washington, or yep. out in Seattle. And he had moved to Bellevue. We kept in touch a little bit over regular phone calls. But again, that was long distance. So you were paying Especially back then, 20 you bucks to talk to somebody well, for 10 minutes. It's not like it is nowadays no. where, you know. You can just find anybody. Like, and but yeah. Isaac ends up being, he was a producer for Donkey Kong Country, one and two, I believe. He was a producer for Killer Instinct. He actually did the voice of, the voiceover for Idol and for DJ Combo and Killer Instinct. Yep. Holy shit. And yeah. he, um, he did Toad's voice. Yep, in 64. And that's all I can think of. But he ended up leaving. And I've been trying to track him down for years. Just he's like, about 10, oh, Isaac's about 10 years older than me. So he's in his, he's in his, early 50s right now yeah and um i i don't know how to get in touch with him i don't know where his parents live anymore i've tried looking them up online to see if they're still in the area they they lived in grand blank i haven't been able to find them i don't know any of his family other than mr and mrs marshall and i met them like once or twice That's so wild, man but yeah if anybody in the world knows anybody that might know anybody that knows anybody if uh anybody has heard from isaac marshall please tell him Go ahead. I can't now. I have to listen to this. <laughs> I wish I could talk like Robert Stack right now. I would. If you or anyone out there knows where Isaac Marshall <laughs> could be or could have ended up, please call one Please contact the Lost Joystick Network. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, if anybody like in the game community knows where this guy's went, like I even tracked down Henry, the tester that was with him. He's on Facebook. I actually found him a couple years ago when I still had Facebook. And uh, I reached out to him, and he was like, no. He's like, the last thing I had for him was this uh, little startup company he was doing called I Am Bulb, Isaac Marshall. So it was I Am Bulb. And he gave me the link to that, which was dead, and he gave me an email address and nothing. Wild. So, the only thing I remember about Isaac, other than being a nice guy and playing games with him, is that at one point in my life he said, you just have a cool name, Michael Pitts. What a he's like, what a distinguished sounding and he seriously said this. And I was like, Man, Marshall is just like a cooler name than Pitts. Like he just was so like impressed with the name Pitts, and I'm like, it rhymes with so many bad things though. Like it's not a good name to Pits, have. Pitts, shits. No. 
I met well, yeah, him, those two, I guess. I met Isaac back at the <laughs> Tilt days, and I remember yeah. Isaac and I ended up becoming better friends because he w- was in the music, and I was playing yeah. drums as a kid then, and Isaac played guitar, and this kid was so good on guitar, and he taught himself. He would actually learn how to play songs backwards because he got like, like orchestrated songs. It was wild. Like he would learn to play them backwards because he got tired of learning to play them forward. Unfortunately, but yeah, I can't. I think it, it was Isaac's fault that the game was later renamed to Punch Out in 1990. <laughs> I think it was too. <laughs> nice, so nice back se- to that. Yeah, nice back segue. to back to that. Sorry, <laughs> I like that. No, off the Isaac thing. No, it's okay. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about that. What, like, let's talk about. Just for a brief moment, because I'm not going to talk about it much more. Talk about Punch Out. Oh, we're not talking about Punch Out. We got like four more pages. It's like 16 not pages of Punch Out. Punch Out. Mike Tyson's oh, Punch okay. Out. Okay. So, so the game was. Uh, <laughs> it's one of them, right? <laughs> so the game was renamed to Punch Out in 1990. And that was due to, of course, Tyson's contract expiring. And at that time, he was actually the heavyweight champion. And they didn't want to spend the money to bring him on. He did subsequently lose the belt shortly thereafter. They made a good call. He lost it in February of 1990. His contract expired in 90. So I would bet you the contract expired. No, they prior. said it on that thing we were watching that's, earlier. That they guy, said that that's they didn't, all. They said the game had started they said to lose origin, its traction. Originally, they weren't going to renew it because he had become the champion and it would cost too much, too much money, money. Yeah. right? That's not why they didn't renew it. You're a liar. Okay. You saw a throne of lies. Okay. I well, I mean that's true, but it's not about. But either way, and then uh, they 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 whitewashed him. Yeah, they ended up uh, taking his name off of it because his contract expired. They literally did whitewash him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's exactly right. We can just watch Norm the Gaming Story if anyone cares about Punch Out. It's true. Everything that I came up with is all in that video. Yeah, we're just (laughs) recapping. We're just recapping that. That's really all we're doing. So. But it was, uh, see, we put our own twist in here, though, because it was, after Tyson was gone, it was changed to Punch-Out. Nice throw. And then they put in Mr. Dream, which is actually Rob Gronkowski yeah. from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. Also, a.k.a. the, uh, or also previously on Patriots. Yes. And no. he's moving to whatever team wants him now when Tom Brady moves to a new I team. think it's cool that they had um, Stanley and Adam Sandler in the game before they were popular, if anybody knew who they were. From the office? Yes. I yes. You know Adam Sandler. He was in he you fight him twice. Really? <laughs> really? Yes, his name is Don Flamenco. Yep. Adam Sandler, the Italian man. Maybe not. Okay. Who <laughs> 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 was five at the time? Uh, anyway, I digress. So you want to talk about music? Before we get to that, I'm going to say we talked about this a little bit. I thought this was an interesting thing. I realize this because I've tried to make oh, like talk about that. I've I I've made like um, rom hacks and burned them to. I have an EEPROM burner burner because I'm a huge nerd. So I will make like my own NES cartridges. Like I have a Final Fantasy II NES cart. I've made a Sweet Home NES cart of my own. Um, the interesting thing about this, and there are only a few games like this in the NES library. This NES game, like if you know anything about NES games, how they're programmed and the boards they come on, they are all. They all have like different names, like, like the I forget any of them, like PL ROM and MP ROM or whatever they are. Okay, this one used a PN ROM board, and it is the only game that used the PN ROM board and the MMC2 memory management controller. Which means, if you were ever to try and make a repro of Mike Tyson's Punch Out using an original cartridge, because like you could take like Al Unser's, you know Turbo Racing and pull it off and maybe make like Sweet Home or something because it's the same compatible board. Mm-hmm. 
you would need to take a copy of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out to make a copy of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I know Dragon Warrior, Warrior 4 is also like that. So like you're trying to make a repro of Dragon Warrior 4, the only board that works is the Dragon Warrior 4 board. So if you, if you had a bad <laughs> board or something or a bad EEPROM, right, you could burn a new one and put it on there. But th there's, you know, so it just nowadays it's not as difficult because there are like boards that are like, you know, universal and all that stuff, but and they could be programmed to be those boards. But you know, if you're actually take a real NES cartridge and harvest that board to use it to make a board, you can't do it for, any, for Mike Tyson's punch out. What about Lemperer? <laughs> well, it's one of the... It's one of those that you can, you're going to need a little per cart to do it. So you could take that cart. <laughs> there goes my plan to make a DIY Tyson. Way better. <laughs> Listen, let's just find you a broken one and then we can do an EEPROM burn and then I'll show you how you, never mind. <laughs> what are the Facebook ones on the bottom? I can't read. Looks, what, the bottom of them looks like it says Kevin McAllister, like Home Alone. Who is that? I can't it does look like Kevin McAllister. I'm going to make our lives. I got the super macho man in my sleep and then it's all over. Midwest gamer game hunter says he can never beat Tyson, and Kellen McAteer, I believe, if I'm if I'm pronouncing your name correctly, sir or ma'am, uh, could I can get to Super Macho Man in my sleep and then it's over. Sir Kevin, Kevin, wake Kevin up McAllister. and play then. Kevin McAllister, <laughs> Kevin the female. If you're home alone, you have plenty of time to play the game, and like you should probably wake up and play it, and not try and play it in your sleep because Tyson's tough. It's not something you want to try and do in your sleep. Hey, oh, John's got a broken no uh, Mike Tyson Famicom. Famicom yeah, he box. sure does. Sad story about that. Famicom box uh, was a unit that you would put in like hotels or whatever. It had 15 different Famicom games, yep. but they were proprietary, right? They were oh. like these black cartridges with yellow labels. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out is one of the most difficult and expensive versions uh, or games for that for that system. And like literally the three people in the world that know about this thing are on this podcast right now with Tyler and John and myself. And they are they know way more about it than I do, not even close. John wound up getting one from a from a uh, from an auction, I believe, in Japan, and plugged it in and roasted the cartridge. He roasted was the Mike oh, Tyson's the Punch Mike Out Tyson. roast. I forgot yeah. about that. So oh he, no! Yeah, this is a flashback episode. He says, "Yeah, we talked about this." Uh, is there ago. is there any way you guys can uh, there, fix that board? Mm, there's it's it's been no. You've got. I take it it's it's, it, been, it's been discussed with me and then given to a real expert, and uh, so far the answer is no. So wow, I'm not getting. I don't know the answer. So that's that's like the um the NES uh the big it's fucking, the CD changer of NESs. Yeah, there's a there's an American version of it. The uh, Play Choice Ten. Yeah, the Play oh, Choice. We'll get 10. to that too. Yeah, don't worry, that's gonna come up later. So anyway, yeah, I mean we got 37 more pages to go. This, through. No, we do not. <laughs> Shut up. So yeah, let's let's let's. I think that again, if you. <laughs> Again, if you watched the Gaming Historian episode, you'd know this. If you didn't, or if you haven't watched in a while, let me refresh your memory. The actual theme song of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, the intro theme, is a theme from a 1950s sports show called the, the Gillette Cavalcade of Sports. And it was like literally like in the mid-50s is when this song was written. And, and what it was was it, it was kind of like a wide world of sports if you're old enough to know what that is. Okay, old people listening. But but it but it became this show that kind of focused on boxing. So Friday nights, they would they would do live fights from Madison Square Garden on on television, and it was under the Gillette Cavalcade of Sports, and it had a theme song. And this is what the theme song of that show sounded like. The Gillette Cavalcade of Sports is on the air. 
Yeah, that's going to be stuck in my head that, forever. That is, it, like... You look the, sharp. The fact that there are lyrics to the theme to the Mike, to Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, it hurt my head. I was like, I can't... I couldn't believe it. Now they're stuck in my head forever. And you feel I know sharp, the song. too. Yeah. Get a razor. You know, it's good for you. <laughs> it, just, it, it just hurts my head. Like, I'm like, I can't not hear it anymore. But yes, there's a uh, there's a theme song that that was the theme song, and the part I found the most fascinating about all of it is this: that was a show that was on television in the 1950s, and then in 19 you know 84, 87, whatever, they used that music. And like, how did you how did you come to that conclusion that that would be the music you used? Right. How did you because there's there's two cultural references that kind of happened before Punch Out. That I, that I dug up that I thought could have led them to it, okay? Coleco used to make handheld games, right? They made, like, the handheld baseball, basketball, but they made a, what was it called here? I have it in the notes. Head-to-head boxing game. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of that game, when you turn it on, it's a little, two little red dots, right? And you're, like, basically fighting each other or whatever. The beginning of that game, you turn it on, it plays the eight notes of that, of that song. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And then it would, and then it would, when you started the match, it would also play like the first three notes. Like it was very distinguished. Like you could tell exactly what it was. (laughs) Oh man, it's a Gillette ad. No. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. It was Uh, Robert Kraft and the Patriots. Everybody hates them so much. Oh my God. But Gillette's, Gillette's a shit for like their old school ads. Anyway. No, I mean, but anyway, and then also in Raging Bull, when Robert De Niro opens the nightclub, that song is also played. So I'm like, I'm wondering if maybe those things could have, you know, Coleco Electronics, video games, kind of the, the predecessor to like modern video games. Yeah. And then Raging Bull, wildly popular in the early 80s. Like was, did those things maybe, I'm like, or did just somebody watch that show from Japan? Like, how did you, how did you get your hands on that song? How did that speculation song- with that too is it's probably, it's, I spit everywhere. That's awesome. Um, speculation too is it's probably they doing research they probably stumbled across it yeah i mean like the the biggest market for boxing but how? the biggest market for it's boxing not like i can just is, go on youtube and be like let me dig up right but remember think about it from that perspective this was in the early 80s so this wasn't that far off us looking at it now yeah that was in the 50s so that was 70 years ago plus where for them it was 25 30 years how ago. would you have looked something up back then well, okay, hold so, on, so here, I, 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 serious, I, serious question: How would you have looked it up? The I, encyclopedia I have, or guessing, a library? I'm guessing the people. I'm you. guessing the people in Nintendo probably had some better stuff than we have. I've I don't this, know. I've got the answer. Yeah. I am a man from Nintendo Japan. Somebody mute. I call notes. my counterparts at Nintendo of America. Hey, we need a we need a song with like you know we've got a we got a theme song we want to come up with for this boxing game. What's something that kind of stands out in that boxing universe? Over I disagree. There? And the janitor at Nintendo of America said, "You should play that yeah, Gillette, Gillette song, da, 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 the da, one from nineteen ninety six that then, they used to play." And then they're like, "Oh shit, that's really easy to make. That's like eight notes. Yeah, we'll do that." And then it's now it's the Punch Out theme. It's, it's rumored that Nintendo stole some of their design from the ColecoVision, so it's not impossible. And, and John says it's got to be Raging Bull. I, I think those two are closer to the truth than like them calling Nintendo of America, which in 1984, 
I don't really know how much yeah, was going him. on there. Ignore yeah. him. He doesn't count. Just it's listen fine. to what we're saying. Hold on. Which like is he? Three? Yeah. I don't remember. There, there yeah. it it's muted now. Don't worry. We're good. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So anyway, the other thing I found fascinating for the collectors listening, and I know that there are some of you, and we're all trying to get the first Prince stuff, run out. Arthur Fiedler, who was the you know head of the Boston Pops Orchestra, who also was responsible for Fat Saturday Night Fiedler, which you should look up as amazing. Okay. <laughs> He covered Look Sharp, Be Sharp, which is the actual name of the song, and there's a seven-inch record of it that exists. So anybody wants to get their hand on a seven-inch record of one of the original runs of this, of this song, which there's also 78, but those don't count. It's just like it was made in Japan. It didn't you better buy that for me. I might because they're literally like three dollars on Discog. Yeah, so if anybody now, wants one, go dig it up. Now for this Sign podcast, they're going to shoot up to like twenty bucks. Maybe three fifty. Three fifty. The three dollar one will be rate. sold, and then, and then it will be fifty cents more. Bald Bull is a character, and he gets mad. Just saying. That's man. He 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 does it. Yeah, Bald Bull, Raging Bull, rages. He bull charges you. There you go. Which they probably you know, did at question, the nightclub too. Question for the group. I can't believe you didn't bring me a drink. I thought oh, I said I yeah. Something? Sorry. I'll well, I'm gonna it. ask a question. Then I'll go get. Yeah, good. No, I'm, I'm good. Question, I'll get I'm good. Good. Do you want a fago? Uh, that one's for you. There's another well, one. Uh, yeah, there's another one in there. All right. Okay. Okay. But um, question for everybody though. But we watched. It's not original to me. It's not. But like trying to find the original. Like I don't know if that is. There's a 78, but. It's as close as you're going to get, man. That's all I can tell you, Tyler. I'm trying, man. I'm doing my best out here to help. But just if anybody did watch that video that we watched, there's that, like Tyson's punch out commercial that had that different cover art oh yeah is so that real they they did like a promo commercial for the for the game when it came out I couldn't even find it looking it up when we were watching it and like someone in the ad is holding like a mock-up of what the box would look it was like Tyson. Well, i know but it was a mock-up it was not the yeah. it was not the final art as you have presented here yeah. in front of you it was kind of like the you know like the draft of what it would look like and i'm like where's that box nowadays that's got to be something somebody would be interested in owning and having. I know I would. So I'm sitting here alone. I've been deserted. It's now just me, Mike. Get drink. Yeah, thank you, Jay. You, you're useful. Matt, we Matt's locked. Matt's going to throw it on the floor. Matt's been locked out of the... He's been locked out. Yes, it's not a... Again, I will reiterate. It was a cover. On my but I'm, I'm doing my best out here to help the community. Okay? That's all I can say. Not my show. Yeah, thank God. No, this is not nearly the train wreck of that. Yeah, Although you keep we're trying not to bring to it down. Into, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. What do they say? Don't argue with an idiot. He'll drag you down to your level and then beat you with experience. <laughs> we're just trying to keep you out of the loop here. What is happening? Nothing at all. You're good. Did you finish that one? Dude. I'm trying. Right. So You might be staying here tonight. That couch looks mighty comfy. You can? There you go. You can mm, stay. Nothing like downtown area where we're at. It's, it look, it's not that bad. It's a pretty nice spot, I think. Yeah, the road's blocked off. You're, You're talking about anybody messing with your car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the release of this game. It's a very interesting story. Someone on Instagram, I think, recently dredged up mock-ups on Tyson, Zelda, and some others that are formatted in the standard black box style from some advert. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it was go, a black box, it too. Was, but we, that's, it's, it's, no, it's the same graphics, essentially, like the, the, the stylization of the box, but the pictures are different. The picture is different. I thought they made like, it, framed it up more like an old black box. Mm, I might have been. I don't think I, so. I, I think it looked very much like that. It was just different because it showed like him bringing yeah. his fist. Yeah, forward. you never yeah. know, though, because we'll... Did you uh, find the prototype, the prototype I box? I couldn't find it. Mm. No. 
And we'll have to take, go to a screen cap. If you got again, let's push some of uh, traffic towards the gaming historians <laughs> website. And that's a thing that old people go to. Anyway, so this game when it was originally released was on it was originally released on the Famicom. The Famicom, whatever you want to say. Okay. And then it came out on the NES and the Play Choice 10. So I know our friend uh Robbie, his uh his preferred method of playing this game is on his play choice 10 because he has one. Are you serious? He sure does. Oh my God. Yep. So, um, but th- this was the, when this game, the very first run of this game was actually a second place prize for a contest that Nintendo put out in like 1987. The record doesn't have the Gillette lyrics. Oh no. I'm sorry. Are you serious? Well, that's because well, it's an orchestra. I'm <laughs> so, not interested. Yeah. Well, it's the orchestra. There's nobody singing, so it was it was a second place prize for this uh, what was Nintendo's Family Computer Golf U.S. Course contest, which was a game on the Famicom Disk System, and that game was one of the few that was a blue disc. And if a Famicom Disk System game was a blue disc, it was compatible with their Disk Fax system. And what that meant was you could you could go and load like. If you got a hole in one or if you got a high score or whatever it was, whatever your achievements were, okay, we'll say, you would take that disc to like a local game shop or retailer and they could take that, put it into a machine that was in their shop and it would upload that information to Nintendo. So then Nintendo would take that information, like your high scores, save games and whatever, and they had a contest around it. So like the top 100 people that won once, it was like the, um, I forget the name, I'm a such poser, the, the mascot for... Discon, I think is what his name is, is the mascot for Famicom. It's like this little squared off guy with arm, like little short arms and stuff. Um, D-I-S-K-U-N. And the first prize was a box shaped like Discon. And inside of it was a gold copy of that game on, you know, for Famicom disc system. And it had an additional course or whatever it was. I, I forget what was on it. But second prize was a gold Famicom cart of Punch-Out!, this was a month before it was released in the U.S. And basically, like, there's a picture of it on the next page here. But the on the it's not Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, although the game itself is Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, and he is in the game, but you cannot access him. And on the cover is Bald Bull. And I thought that was interesting because we kind of have, like, the marquee. In fact, you look over here right now for those watching the stream. If you can see the television, the, the marquee mode or the attractor kiosk mode of, of Punch-Out!, always shows you fighting bald bull. And I thought that was interesting that kind of like the cover of the original print of the game correlates with the person that they actually show you fighting um, in, in the, uh, in the marquee there, the uh, track. So, and there, there are some mild differences between the two, but you, you, like I said, you don't fight Tyson. You wind up fighting super macho man. Um, There are some palette changes. So like the ring looks different. There are different color sets that are being used. And uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So they, the the rumor is, and, and as I read, you have the raging bull again, as as John says. So, so the rumor is that there were ten thousand that were believed to be made. Five thousand were given out to the highest scores of the people. Like after the first prize, this is again the second prize people, right? Five thousand of those were given out to the highest score. With another, the top one hundred of those receiving another kind of like trophy. It wasn't really like legitimized. I haven't seen it. So again, people in the chat may know more about this than I do. But ultimately. You got something else if you were in the top 100 that went wrong with the cartridge. And it came in a box with a manual and bald bulls on the manual and all that stuff. But that came out September 18th of 1987. 
And then one month later, in October, October 18th of 1987, it was out in North America. So that was actually the real first print of that game, that gold Famicom cartridge with ball bull. And I think it looks awesome. Like yeah. I'm, And it's funny mm-hmm. because it looks so much more. It's like this hybrid between a Famicom cart and an NES cart. Yeah. Where it has like kind of the little ridge and the ridges and like the thumb part and all it's that stuff. It's got the grip. Yeah, it's got the grip. But and it's that was the, the common design for Famicom carts, right? Not as far as I'm aware. I mean, they all look kind of like regular. They're much more shallow and smaller. Yeah. And yeah, they that is not what they would normally look like. So We might be calling a guy that knows later. Yeah, well, so. well, we can ask him, but yeah. I believe believe this is the non-standard config oh my god what Jesus have you done Christ. right on the this is why you can't have drinks right on the street oh man i'm coming i cannot wait to come back on your show <laughs> can't wait to drop a stout inside there oh you sick i took a screen grab anyway. of that Kate, yeah that's it right there so. i'll send Somebody, it over to you so you can put we it can put it on the, the yeah put on screen it. cap that fucking face i made like <gasps> oh my god that's why the so, beer's right there yeah yeah good move so and then it came out in Japan uh, in November. So you know, like a month plus later. And another one that I don't have, and and I would like to get is a complete in box copy of of Punch Out, Mike Tyson's Punch Out for for Famicom. Yeah. And then the PAL version came out in December. Nobody cares about that because it's Europe, and like <laughs> nobody nobody gave a crap about the NES in Europe. So, um, and then the you know we did talk about how Mike Tyson's Punch Out was rebranded as Punch Out. It was released in 1990 in, in August in North America on the 2nd and then Europe in the fifth, on the 15th. So, Oh, yeah. This is his new thing. Oh, yeah. I think I can make further. I'm, I'm, I guarantee you could compare to that one. That was awful. Legacy. So, talk to me a little bit about the legacy of this game, Matt. Okay, so the legacy of this game... <laughs> <clears throat> It is the 17th best-selling NES game of all time. Three million units sold. Uh, Polygon ranked it in their top 500 NES games. Uh, no, no. Or the Polygon top 500, top 500 video games of all time. Yeah, top 500 video games of all time. They threw it at their number 125th game of all time. IGN top Hold on, 100. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. He does this to me all the time. Now you, well, because you breeze through, you're not, there's no, you got to read. There's like 18 fucking things I got to read. But look here. right below that. What else was ranked around that, that, that in the Polygon top so 500? The similar rank, uh, Quake, the original Quake, is at number 123. The original Diablo is at 122. So it's kind of the reverence that this game holds overall as, as it relates to Polygon. Like when you're in the, when you're in the realm of like Quake, Diablo, Punch out is right there, and also that should have also been the tip to you that this was not all NES games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, well, it just says top five hundred, so fuck you. Um, but yeah, it doesn't say NES, but you put in yourself top five hundred. I mean, there are five hundred NES games. Yeah, there are six hundred seventy-seven US released. Actually, this would be in the list. Yeah, this would be yeah. in the list. I would put this in my top ten. We'll of get NES to that. Games. We'll get to that. All right, maybe so. even more. Uh, IGN ranks this in their top one hundred. NES games. It says right there, there's NES games, it's correct. As number lucky seven. I, I think that's a good rating. That's I think that's right rating. That's right in the wheelhouse of what I think it should be. It should be between one and ten. Yeah. Right, in that, right in that ballpark. Go ahead. Uh, Nintendo Power Top 100 Games, issue number 100 of the September 1997 release. They rank uh, Punch-Out as number 31. They do not list it. As Mike Tyson's Punch Out, though, it's, it's interesting because it's the only time they call it Punch Out. Even latter, you know, we'll talk about in a second here. 
But they reference it as Mike Tyson's punch out in the blurb. They're like, Mike, originally Mike Tyson's punch out. And then they still call they, it punch they, out. When they give the screen grabs or whatever, right. or screen grabs, the pictures and, yep. from the magazine. So that, punch outs. Yeah, that was literally the top 100 games. I'm, I'm sure Nintendo games, even though it doesn't say it. So now the interesting thing here is after that, in uh, their February of 2006 issue, number 200 of Nintendo Power, their top 200 games of all time. They rank it at number 16. So their top 100 games, their issue 100, they rank it at 31st. But then their top 200 games, they rank it at number 16. What does that tell you? So the, you add some more games in there, and they realize, man, you know what? This punch is, Out's pretty fucking good. It just gets better the older it gets, man. Or yeah. they liked it better than Punch Out because of Mike Tyson. Yeah, because maybe they that, like maybe they like yeah, Iron Mike we'll, we'll better. We'll go back to Mike Tyson's punch out, and it made it fifteen spots better. Yeah, exactly. And so, I will say also legit. real quick, uh, John, uh, nice flex. You know, weird weird flex, but okay. No, uh, the box for the gold cart has a print date of August thirty first, first nineteen eighty seven. You know, how he knows that because he has because he, he went it. and pulled it off the shelf, Fuck and her. then he said he was going to put it in a box and mail it to me. So thanks, John. Yeah. I'll send you my address. I think you already have it. Very <laughs> nice donation to the stream. I used to say sure did. Thank you for sending that in. It'll be a perfect prop. So in the in the August two thousand eight version uh, or issue uh, issue number two hundred and thirty one of Nintendo Power, getting pretty close to the end of yeah. that yep. magazine. Uh, their top twenty s twenty NES games of all time. They rank it at number six again. So IGN puts it at their at number seven, Nintendo puts it at number six. Yeah. Uh, Game Informer, Game Informer. Two lists. Yeah, Game Informer right? has two lists. Their top 100 games of all time, this was in 2001. And then their top 200 games of all time, this was in 2009. So in 2001, they ranked this at number 14 of all time. In 2009, they uh, rank it at number 16. So it only drops two places in eight years. Yep. Tyler makes a good point. These lists of hundreds of great games crowdsourced by people who haven't played them all sound super accurate. Yeah, this is uh, Time Magazine did a top 50. They did not make the list, by the way. Yeah, I looked. They did a top 50 or top 100, and they put some awful, awful games. They need to get some lessons from Matteo's mom, how to beat Glass Joe, and maybe they'd rank it higher. They could rank it higher. And John says, uh, as long as Jay sells it back to me, for you can have it for 500 uh, That's fine. I won't tell you when he will, but that's fine. Deal. Yeah, that's fair. Sounds uh, good. You, you, got a, you got about a two-week turnaround time, John. All right. So, you know. <laughs> 450 nope. So I'll leave it in my will. This does lead into the next topic. It does. But I am curious. Just not even rating alone, just on your guys' personal preference, in the NES library, what number does this rank for you? I will get to that when I talk about my LJ and game rating. Should we just wait then? Yeah. It's the very next thing on the sheet, so yes. Right. <laughs> Fine, me trying to skip ahead. Well, it doesn't say LJ and rating plus where we rank this. No, it doesn't. Thanks for the... But it does It does rate it. Thanks for letting me segue. It was, a, it was awful. That was a train wreck. That was a great segue. Are you kidding? It was me? actually a pretty good segue. That was, was a great just, segue. I know, I know, I know. Just kidding. So with that, that means we need, we need to make some phone calls. First person on this list, what name is that? 8-Bit Supremacy. That guy's in our chat. All right. Can I, are you going to press the button? I, I, well, hold on. I got to call. I got to call him first. Okay. Oh, don't call me. He says don't call him. Don't call me? Okay. All right. Does, does that like, does that mean to call him? 
As, yeah, what does that mean? Are you Carly Rage up to this? Do you want me to call you or not call you? Okay, I was going to okay. say, that seems like... Because <laughs> I won't if you don't want me to. Yeah. All right. That seemed a little... Dad, that's not the person I'm looking Nobody for. Nobody even said anything about my Carly Rae Jepsen comment. I didn't hear really it. upset about that. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it either. I was truly too busy. I was hoping it. he was going to say, call me maybe. Oh. Here's my number. All right. <laughs> hey, I just met you. Moving on. This is crazy. I was joking. You can call me. We're not calling you now. We're Here's good. my number. Okay, we're calling Hold on. Just call me maybe. Hello. The one, the only, 8-Bit Supremacy, Robbie Coleman. I'm bad! (laughs) That's awesome. Hey, what's up? What is up, Robbie? uh, The delay was so bad of me watching Twitch while trying to had this meta phone call watching you guys call me and answer it. It was just a mess. So You're trying to figure out when I was going to actually call you. Is that what it was? Yeah. It didn't it work. Did it? I, I had to mute the screen because I was like, what's going on? What are they calling? I thought they'd... No? Now? Earlier? What? That's awesome. Evening, sir. Hello. I'm, Hello. I'm loving the, the, the jerky boys approach to um, your show and just calling random people like, at will. It's, it's working out. Thank you. What they do. Hello, Robbie. It's Thanks, nice Sizzle to, Chest. Nice to chat with you again, by the way. Get Brett Weir, oh, I yeah. said. Get Brett Weir, I said. Get him on the goddamn phone. Dude on the phone is hot. <laughs> it's the, the guy dog. from the oh, water. Oh, man. It's yeah, the water movie. The guy Yikes. from the water movie. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's not go there. We'll, we'll, uh, you know what? I, Jay had a great idea, we'll Robbie. Talk about and, that later. No, we got a no, second. Talk about Let's okay. talk about it real quick. Before we get to your game rating, Jay had a great idea. How would you feel? About live streaming that and giving it the Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, that's a great idea. We we sit yeah. down and we talk about it while it's playing. As long as we get the freeze frame on my stunt double. <laughs> Have you seen the movie yet, Matt? I haven't. Okay, I've so Robbie, they do this scene where Robbie is uh, like discusses this deal where he's going to go meet with the son of the owner of the video store that he used to go to to buy some of the stuff that they still had. Okay. Right. So instead of just having Robbie tell the story, okay, they cut to this weird-ass stunt double of this just guy with a denim jacket with his phone on. Or denim For like vest, eight seconds. And he sits there looking at his phone doing nothing else. So I said, that's fine, but that's not Robbie. That's Robbie. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not even close to Robbie. So watch for Yeah, watch party. We would get in so much trouble. That's fine. Let's get in trouble. I don't care. No, no, no. So I can, uh, I, I can stream that to a private private area where whoa 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 private we area could, like, we I, could make this we could make this a first time thing for podcast <laughs> we could do a dual podcast watch party i'm fine we could stream it to discord or our website and be away from the i'll get on discord Twitch, watch YouTube. it together but the problem is is that wouldn't we have to let people know we're doing it and they watch it invite only right. uh by the way robbie i thank you for calling out wada for being the shit company that they are it's fine they are shitty yeah, I, I definitely had a lot more. A I forgot he was on the phone. <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding. Go ahead. Watching it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I forgot I'm on the phone here." But uh, I, I had stronger opinions. I definitely went on some more rants when the guy filmed me. He came to my house like a year ago and filmed me, and he was like, "Man, that's great. Yeah, I'm going to use that. This is all great." And I think he like 
he got spooked and dialed it back in editing and didn't use some of that stuff. That was a little more. Yeah, that sounds about right. The more polite version of it for his TV. He seemed like a really nice guy. Like the guy he reached very, out to me and very nice guy. Yep. And that's why it's hard for me to like hate on his movie, even though there are parts of it I strongly dislike. But there are parts I did like. There were. Like, yeah, I agree with fun. you. It's kind of a thing on when one ear out the other, and I just probably won't ever watch it again. <laughs> even if we do a watch party. I mean, I guess I'd have to for that. But. Yeah. Yeah, we got to do that. His name you was are uh, the celebrity. Ed- for yeah, it. Edward Payson. That's right. You're the IMDb credit here. You're the talent. Lord knows I'm not. Sorry. Um, I basically watched it just to make sure I didn't sound like an asshole. Or like, sound like I wasn't portrayed as an idiot in any way. Because I remember leading up to this, I was spooked about it. I was like kind of talking to you. I was like, man, I hope he doesn't like edit me in some stupid way and make me like just yeah, super We talked about that when you, we had you on uh, uh, was, a few months back. He was concerned yeah. that it would be portrayed that Ravi like was either evil or liked Wada or something. He just didn't want to be misrepresented in any way. And I thought, honestly, you were in the movie way more than most people were in it, and which was good because I thought you were the most interesting person. Like, everybody else was like, nobody gives a shit what Metal Jesus says. Like, nobody cares. Was he in it? Yeah. And fuck that guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just calling We're I'm making just no it. friends tonight. Fuck Metal Jesus. We're going to go pan on this guy's movie. Fuck Metal Jesus. Who else we hate? Oh, God, he's a piece Collector's of Collector's Quest kind of podcast. They're all garbage. Just I remember kidding. when you and I, Love Michael, them. you and I were trying to dissect the origin of his YouTube name, or like his name. We are like, what does that even mean? Metal Jesus rocks? Like, it, makes no sense. it doesn't, yeah, let's not talk anymore about that. <laughs> I, let's talk about a much more interesting thing. And let's not talk about that. I want to, I want to, I want to know from you. When I, when I say the words, Mike Tyson's punch out, how does that make you feel? Upset because I always had to play the Mr. Dream version growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's fair. That's that's PTSD, I, I think, is what they call that. I didn't have the Mike Tyson version, so. I do have to interject real quick to say, Tyler says, I hate all these YouTubers and podcasters. People just need to shut up about video games. Man, that's true. Anyway, uh, so you had to play the you had to play the Mr. Dream version growing up. That's rough. I mean, it's the same game, but then like it was you know lackluster when you get to the final boss. I beat Mr. Dream before I ever beat like. The real Mike Tyson's punch out. So you might be the only person I've ever known that has said that. You just re- well, I just you know when you just borrow games from friends in the neighborhood growing up, I just sure. got that and I like indefinitely had it for like a year or something and I just played that. So you know you got you took what you could get. That's that, I completely agree. Uh, I I I lived the same life. So yeah. So what would you say you would rate this game on a scale of one to five in point five increments? I would give it a five. It's top tier NES title. As you guys were saying earlier, like top 10 games in the library. It definitely falls in that, you know, realm. Do you have any, like beyond having to fight Mr. Dream, which is a, which is, which is a good story. Do you have any other memories or any other things that? Yeah, I do. To- um, there's, there was a Mike Tyson arcade game at my lo- uh, local ice rink because I used to play hockey growing up and then like they had like one or two arcade games in like the game room with like a pool table or air hockey or some shit and they had a Mike Tyson 
arcade game there. And I remember playing that after I'd already played the home console version. And I was like, what is this? It was like completely different. It was Power Punch 2. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the arcade version is insanely different. You get like the wireframe figure and it's got like the announcer just yelling body blow, body blow. Yeah, body the, blow. the 1984 <laughs> arcade edition. Yes, exactly. With pizza. What's his name? Pizza pasta. Pizza, pizza pasta, pasta and all the other non Who are the other stereotypical names. Kid Quick. Yeah. That's, but that game is an example of them recreating it for the home consoles and being vastly superior. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. The arcade one's fine, but it's just kind of like you swirl the little handle joystick around like the grip one and then it's a lot, it's a quarter eater so like you can really like st- strategically get through it like rhythm and timing memorization and like that's oh, true God. it's more random that's one of the things it's i noticed random. is it's much more random game yeah, it is. yeah. yep so. and it features but vodka drunkinski that's actually in the super punch out i believe yeah what yeah the original had uh, glass joe piston hurricane ball bowl and mr sandman Yep. Yeah, and then like the Super Punch Out was not Super Punch Out was not the Super Punch Out we know of, right? It was it it, it had um it had the Jackie Chan Dragon Chan yeah it had Dragon Chan and Bear Hugger yep that's but, super, yeah. yeah anyway anyway so you would say five point oh yeah definitely awesome. I didn't even have to think about that when you initially asked me about it like a week ago well five. We like to make things easy around here. We don't want any conflict, and we just want everybody to be happy all the time. So we pick games everybody loves. <laughs> well, I mean, you did ask me about Magmac. You dragged me into a discussion about Magmac. <laughs> I, I was the odd one out who was, who was going to bat for Magmac on the NES. And yeah. I was me giving it a calling me an NES apologist. I pulled out. I pulled out Magician. I had pulled out <laughs> Defenders of Dinatron City, and then I also oh. grabbed. Uh, Conquest of Crystal Palace, or right, or whatever Crystal. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's right. That's a good game. It is a good game, but the rest of them aren't because I was like, let me grab a stack of games I haven't played that often. I'm going to play some of them. You know, they're all on the shelf here. So I put in, but grab Magician, and right next to it is Mag Max, and I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, I should, I should play Mag Max. You know, like, what is it? You know, I don't really know. I haven't really, don't, I don't have any memories of it or anything like that. So I played Magician, which is trash. It's a taxing game. Cool box, cool. The best part about that game is the splash screen when you turn it on. The rest of it is awful. It's I mean, it's like a D and D game that is a side scroller where you can't do anything. It's awful. But then I'm like, let me put in Mag Max, right? And Mag Max is this shooter where you power up. It's a it's a horizontal shooter, right? You're going left to right, and uh, you power up by picking up these pieces of a robot. And then your ship becomes like this robot. Oh, the I more pieces that you pick up, the slower that you get and the bigger of a target you become. And it is like every time I would get the robot and you could shoot like four lasers at once, I'd get hit instantly. Every time. And the game is so it's it's. And when you build the robot, if anybody we have a handful of people that are old enough to know space balls. It looks like the giant maid robot it does. <laughs> that is sucking all the air out of the planet. Yeah, that's right. It's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> yep, it does. It does. You know, you know what the best part of Mag Max is? Is it does that not playing it? It, it does that. <laughs> it does that heavy shredding thing where you put it on its sign and you have no fucking idea what it is because the the end label for it is like microscopic. You can't read it. It's like C, was it C Cross and all those games yeah, where you're like, I don't terrible. know what this is. Maybe it's rare. Nope, it's Mag Max. Yep. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> 
Anyway, but yes, uh, Tyler, not a fan, by the way. Tyler says Mag Max sucks. Yeah, Tyler doesn't play games, so let's go. He's he's the he's the real Norman Cruz. Is, is Robbie a fan of Mag Max? Robbie is a fan of Mag Max. Not different on it, I guess. I'm just kind of. He's not in love with it, but he doesn't hate it. It's like it's a three out of five. Yeah, no, it's like a three. <laughs> hey, don't say that because there was a whole discussion where someone tried to give it a three out of five, and they got undressed in the chat. <laughs> so moving on from Mag Max. Anyway, I digress. Uh, cool. Well, thank you, sir. Anything to add? Mm, no. I uh, I think I finally beat Mike Tyson for the first time like six or seven years ago. But I guess I already did it in Mr. Dream form when I was a kid. So yeah. it's the same. Doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. I'll give you but partial I credit. Straight through on Mike Tyson. I always just would put the password in and go straight to him over and over. Oh again. sure, that's how you learned how to beat him. We were we were talking about this earlier that I would say that the guy who gets fought the least in that game is Mr. Sandman. Like, yeah, and he's super hard. He's one of the hardest. Guys. Mr. Sandman is, I, and I'll get to this in mind, but but Mr. Sandman was is like the guy who was like, you couldn't just get right to Mr. Sandman. There was no code to get to Mr. Sandman. So you get to him, it was almost like this accomplishment, like, wow, like I've never, you know, like you never see this guy. He's rare, you know? Um, default, yeah, default gen. Uh, uh, Tyler says, Mag Max, one out of five. Uh, 1.5 out of five. Make it the next episode and put me in. <laughs> <laughs> I like maybe, it. maybe. Well, it can't be the next one because we got something planned for that. But soon, soon enough. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, we'll be in touch soon, I'm sure. Yeah, we're going to be setting um, up this whole tournament coming soon for the summer. Coming up to Logan to watch you. Uh, I will see you. You're going to be my money, dude, Robbie. <laughs> I'll see you in April, Robbie. Okay. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a trifecta. Later. All right. Oh, John's coming up too. Let's figure it. We gotta we gotta get a hard date on this. I'm in. I'll clear my schedule. I, hey man, everybody's invited. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a shindig. We're gonna have an ice cream social. We got a whiteboard in the back room. That shit is set in it's, stone. It's done, son. Yeah. Um, all right. So Robbie says 5.0. I'm gonna say, do you wanna go, Jay, or do you want me to call John next? Okay. You'll go? Okay. A little break between right. phone calls. All right. So I gave it a five. I mean, out of, out of what? Five out of five. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Me too. So, Oops. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know. Nice. <laughs> go ahead. So, no, it's, a, and to kind of piggyback on what Matt was asking earlier, out of Nintendo games for me, it's three, maybe four, out of, like top three or four out of the whole Nintendo library. Yeah. Like that game is amazing to me. I, to this day, have still not beaten Mr. Dream or Mike Tyson. Still have not beaten them. If you're I've gonna seen beat one, but I've never beat either one. If you're going to beat one, beat Tyson. So Yeah, you want to beat the... Um, yeah. yeah, you want to beat Tyson. Absolutely. But beating Gronk with all those Super Bowl rings? It's tough. It's a tough decision, <laughs> I agree. It's, it's tough. But yeah, I've never... I've Honestly, I've never beaten it. I've never beat Tyson. I've, I can beat everybody else. I Playing it again recently, I played it last week to prep for the show. And I couldn't get past Soda Popinski. I, and I ended up with fucking Tourette's. He's a bastard. By the time I got to him. Because I'm like, okay, move. No, 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 move, move. And I'm like, fuck. I, I think you should try playing it on one of these TVs instead of trying to I probably to play. should it's, because it's a, I played it, it on the, I played the, we'll talk on about the virtual console. My experiences and some. Game changer. Yep. So why don't we give our friend John, retro game enthusiast, a call 
and then I will do mine and you can do yours or vice versa or whatever. So yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. leave mine because no one knows where I'm at. Honestly. Yeah, no, no. You got to make it fast the first 30 seconds. He only knocks you down with one punch in the 30 seconds. Oh, wrong. hold on, hold on. Oh, that I, is wrong. Robbie, what are you doing right now? First 30 minute. seconds? It's a minute and a half, buddy. Minute 30 seconds. I know you're stuck at Logan Arcade playing uh, Mortal Kombat and pinball all day. But it's the first 90 seconds, buddy. I don't know. After watching Matty Ice play this game like 30 times to beat Tyson, it's kind of uh, 30 seconds sounds pretty accurate. Oh, fuck well, you. Let's give, let's give John a call here. Find our friend, Mr. Young. I got to start texting Robbie more. I'm, you, so, I'm sorry. I'm so bad at texting. You are. You need to get good at it because that's how we're all friends. And Robbie, you don't do it. Do you like phone calls? Because I'm a phone call guy. He's kind you know of what's even better, miss. though? Is, you know what Robbie likes to do? And maybe the speech. Leave you messages. Maybe this, lots of voice messages. maybe this speaks that. to why Matt and I hardly ever talk, but I actually gave you my phone number and you still have never called me or texted me. He's not a texter. I'm not I a texter. You just get a hold of me and I'm you a, just don't. Like I'm a nothing. phone call guy. He says yeah, you never even called me. You work he like says, six different eh. jobs a week, so I don't know what your time anything. frame is. Yeah, still doesn't nothing call me back. Terrible excuse. He does Freelancer. nothing and he doesn't call me back, so don't. Who, me? I call you back. Yes, you do. I'll text you and give you a call, Rob. All right. I got to make a phone call. Speaking of calls, I'm a phone call guy. I don't have Robbie's phone number either. Or John's. I don't think they like me. Uh, I do. What's up? Live from Kansas City. The man, the myth, the legend. The one and only retro game enthusiast, John Young. I, I like that I get the Russian mole music and uh, <laughs> Robbie gets the good song. You picked it. <laughs> Buddy, you picked oh, yeah, that song. Right. Remember that you picked it behind the curtain. I mean, uh, hey, you at, at <laughs> least at least you get a song. I don't get shit. Oh, you got a song, buddy. Don't you worry. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I got to I got to pause the video because this is disorientating. That's what that's what Robbie was saying, too. <laughs> so good evening. Good, sir. Thanks. Hey, Mario. Nice to meet you. He's talking hey, to you. Nice to meet you as well, man. Yep. It is a pleasure. Right, uh, yeah. Is this a wait? Is this so retro game enthusiast? What is your actual like name? Because I've, I've I heard like said 1500 it times. I know I'm really bad. John Young. I've said it about a thousand John, times. Dude, now. there's John, there's Matteo, there's Robbie. I'm really bad with yeah. all these like well, I'm bad at texting. Names. I can't keep people's names straight. I'm just a terrible person altogether, kind of is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> John, it is I don't really communicate nice to meet or you. remember anything. <laughs> uh, I suck at names too. No worries. Uh, Anyway, yeah. so you ever played Punch Out before? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, wait, wait. What about Mike Tyson's Punch Out? I think so. Uh, uh, that's one of those NES games, right? I think I read about it in Nintendo Power's hundredth episode. Uh, sorry, uh, edition, whatever that thing's called. It was probably in there. That was the number probably issue 31. number one hundred that came out in September of ninety seven. Yeah, I got thirty first. That's the one. You yeah. guys are out of bastion of knowledge. Cover. That's the Mega one. Man on cover. No, I think that's, I'm coming that's for Tyler's later. throne. That's later. I'm coming is, for Tyler's throne. Is Mega Man 200? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no. No, I no, think I'm you're sure. right. I think, I think you're right. All right. I think it's the it's right. the silver cover. I do believe you're there's right. The, there's no way to find out. There's, ab- Google, <laughs> there's no way to find Google out. does not know, and <laughs> even if he did know, we wouldn't you guys, call you out you on guys. that. No. Yeah. The Nintendo Power 100 uh, has uh, Mario flying through the sky with a 100 behind him. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's Mega Man. Okay. Oh, yeah, it is Mega Man. That's Mar- I thought Mario was Mega Man. Uh, they're the same. They're the I'm same. I'm pretty thing. sure. Yeah, yeah. It was, he was called Mega Man in Japan. 
Yeah. Ma- Mario Mario wears the blue helmet. Mario has the mustache. And when he has the when uh, he has the raccoon suit on, he becomes Rockman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Ah, uh, everything's full it's, circle. It's man. all coming together. Anyway, so tell me a little bit about what you think of this game, thought of this game, experiences with this game. I assume you had some. Yeah, you know, I, uh, so I had Mike Tyson's Punch Out as a kid, and I thought that uh, Punch Out came out first because obviously they added a character, right? Right. Um, that makes sense mentally, so, actually. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, every once in a while I get one of those. But no, uh, I had it as a kid. It was fun. I enjoyed playing it. Um, for me, like, I don't put it in like my top 20, um, and I never actively go for Mike Tyson's. But uh, honestly, uh, the more I think about it, it's a great game. <laughs> um, it's uh, sorry, and I was passing out here, so if I'm a little disorientated, you're gonna have to like edit this together. Um, but no, uh, it's I, I can't think of anybody that doesn't like Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Like, I legitimately am trying to like find somebody like in my past. It's like, yeah, not for me. Jay just said he didn't um, like it. You just said you didn't like it. What? Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I did? No. Oh. All right. <laughs> I, I wasn't like, sure wow. if that was in the delay. I was like, whoa, really? <laughs> no. What did he I did do? Not, he did not say that. There's, there's like a 10 second uh, portion of the episode that I didn't get to see. So I don't know what Jay said in that period. <laughs> All he did was rail on Punch Out the whole time. Dude, punch Out sucks. Seconds. Anyway, worst so, game ever. So yep. you, 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 uh, as this game has grown older, you have become fonder, um, and, well, or what? Not even that. Like when I first thought about the game, I was like, all right, it's it's like a four point five because it's not in my top game. But the fact that pretty much everybody loves the game, and whenever you're playing it, it's just a great game. You know, like it's yep. Uh, you know, it. I've spent hours uh, playing it for no good reason. Um, so. It's a 5.0 for me. 5.0. Damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, everybody's got to play it. I mean, honestly. And, and sorry, I got a, a list of bullet points here that uh, you guys were ignoring my comments on the thread, so I got to bring them up. No. Uh, no we, tried to, we tried to ignore them all, but go for it. Uh, can't form, now, can you? Uh, what's that? No, we can't ignore them anymore now, can we? Uh, you got a button. Um, <laughs> the form of the uh, punch out uh, gold cart which is sometimes called punch out special yes. um, is uh, been used for other games uh, a couple of NES games uh, sorry uh, Famicom games that were published by Nintendo you're talking about the form um, factor of the cartridge itself that was exactly, kind of what we were getting like, at okay yeah 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 um, but uh wasn't just Nintendo there's uh, NX has a game called Just Breed, an RPG that came out with it, a couple of Koei games. Um, there's like an like a Mahjong RPG type game that came out in the same format. So it's around there, but not a lot of games. I could see a Mahjong game being on that cartridge. That just seems that seems about right for the Famicom. And it's like a I, I really want to get a translated copy of it because it's like it's literally like uh, the battle system is mahjong and it's an rpg <laughs> wait really that, sound, that sounds kind of epic actually is that like that tennis game on turbo graphics that's also an rpg uh hey man golf story on switch yeah that's golf story on thing. switch have you played the like tecmo soccer game on nes that's tecmo like a cup soccer yeah, yeah it's like a fucking rpg too it's no, weird not an easy one to find by the way no so 
Uh, Tyler says yeah. rhythm games reward muscle memory. Tyson punishes it in the, sometimes anyway. Yes. But I would say that honestly, yeah. like I'll get into my experience with the game, but I will say that muscle memory plays a, a huge uh, part in being able to be good at this game. So I, I just be, I always revert back to like 13, 14 year old Mike when I play this game, because I have to like put myself in that mental space and then like, remember how I played. So anyway, I digress. And this is not about me. It's about uh, you. You, Jeff. you mentioned this to Jay a hundred percent. You got to play like hardwired to a CRT. It makes all the difference. Like that little bit of lag in like a Bluetooth uh, you, controller. It, this game, yeah. you this game is unforgiving for that. You have to have the quick twitch of this game, or you will you will not get past anything. So yes, I agree. Uh, I've you know I've not put it on like an NT Noir on like a TV like a flat screen, but uh, yeah, just go CRT. Get a five dollar one from Goodwill if that's still a thing. No, it's not. As a matter no. of fact, if you want to, if you want a CRT, you got to come to my house for my storage space. Yeah, because you can't find them for free anymore, buddy. Nope. Give oh. Mike, give Mike at least a hundred bucks. Can you even beat Tyson on the NES Classic? If you're fucking good enough. <laughs> uh, I've tried to beat Tyson on Switch Online. That's hard, yep. man. So we'll that get we'll hard. get to all, we'll get to all that. But all right, so five point oh. Yeah. So we're, we're three for three so far. I wonder how this is going to Three finish. for three. We got two ratings left. Yep. Um, so uh, I want to do something real quick. Oh. I thought, actually, this book would be useful because all we do is NES games, right? So if they don't yeah, give yeah. this a, if they don't, if they don't give this a five, so I'm going to throw I'm, this book away. I'm going to, I'm going to read from the ultimate Nintendo guide, you know, book by Pat Contry, what his rating is. 216. 216. I know I'm getting there. I'll be, I'll be fucking pissed There's if this a lot is not of M's. five. This is a long thing, okay? But basically he says five stars. Oh, really? Yep. Fuck yeah. Five stars. Yep. What's he give punch out? I didn't look at the rating of punch out. I don't even know if he, he rated it's it. It's in there. Is it? Yeah, they're both in there. Well, That's anyway. Technically a So five. It's got to be a five, right? I mean, it's the same fucking game. It better be because if it's not, I'm throwing this book in the I garbage. mean, if it's a 4.5, I, I guess I get it. Five. Deduct five. Deduct point five for Mike Tyson. Five. Five. Five stars. All right, sir. Anything else? Oh, yeah. I, I do want to say, Go. clear things up. I'm the MagMax uh, apologist. <laughs> it's true, he is. Uh, it's, I, I'm pretty good about separating nostalgia from uh, games, but I think that's just one of those games from my childhood that I just can't do that with. Uh, Tyler went hard at me, and uh, Mike, I appreciate you spending so much time playing it, but I replayed it a bit, and uh, I still love it, but uh, I might be going a little too high on my score with that one, but that'll be for the MagMax. It was basically a discussion between myself, Robbie, Tyler, and John, where we were breaking down MagMax, and I was playing it, and then I would just post my high score, and then I realized I don't even like this game. I would keep going back and be like, I got 106,000. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, it was awful. It's not an awful game. It is not. There, I've played much worse. And I didn't even so. know that. I got fucking roped into it because you're like, hey, you want to come over and hang out? And I was like, sure. And you're like, we're playing this game. So we sat around and played that shit show for like played an hour Mac, and a half. Well, it was terrible. The first three seconds of the song is a banger. Yeah, and then and then you have to hear it for the next however long you play. Those three seconds you hear over and over and over until you die. If it's not Lords of Thunder, I don't want to listen no, to it. No, I can't blame you for that. 
That or the um, yeah, the Lone Rangers. That's a good but, one. Yeah, I, I uh, not not the. You can cut this uh, later if you want, but uh, there should definitely be like a worst NES games like discussion at some point. Oh, absolutely, uh, we'll with, get there with scores. Yes, yeah. I concur. We need to have like a the top ten worst NES games with scores and experiences. So Tyler would be all in on that. He loves shit oh, yeah. on everything. I'm just kidding. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. All right. Well, thank you for right. thank you for uh, being available, and uh, thanks for the chat. And we'll uh, certainly we'll talk soon, sir. John, it was All nice right. meeting you, man. Yeah, pleasure. All right. See you, John. Right. Later, John. Bye. John Young, retro game enthusiast. On I'm going to go play Mag Max now. I think I'm going to give it a shot. You should that. give it a shot, and then let me know what you think. Give me your rating out of five. I've got it. It's a pink. I actually Trash. can specifically remember that game. Yeah. You even brought up there's a lot of M games. So when I every time I move because I've moved like 15 times in the last four years. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, I remember organizing my M games and there's like 16 stacks of them, and I can remember that stupid pink fucking cartridge with the fucking dumbass letters that like small like mag gets smaller and then like max gets it's fucking stupid. I yeah. hate that fucking game. And you know what's right next to it? Matteo's mom masters Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite cartridge. That's a good one. That's that's, that's a, different. That's, that's a different thing. One. All right. So we're three for three. You want to go next? Or you want me to go now? You go for it. All right. I'll leave because my writing might disappoint some people. I I I doubt it. All right. It might, but we'll see. So this game is like it's it's one of my favorite Nintendo games of all time. Okay. It, every time I play it and we played it tonight and I beat Tyson without going down once. Thank you. Okay. Did not, did not get hit. I got hit, but I did not go down one time in that, in that, in that match and beat Tyson again, which the first time I beat Mike Tyson was in 1988. Okay. That was how many millions of years ago now? 34, 34. 34 years ago. Seven. And I thousand. sat down today and twice I did it before you guys got here, which you guys can't validate. And then you both saw, and, and, and Matt also beat him tonight. Uh, but I just love that game. I didn't. No, Jay did not beat him tonight. <laughs> Jay didn't even try, though, so you never know. But what I'm going to say is this. The, the interesting part about this game is there are a lot of, there are kind of like these um, seminal moments of my life wrapped around this game. So, like, I was, like, a hardcore NES psychopath when I was, like, 13, 14 years old. It, like, the whole thing changed my whole life forever, yeah. okay? And I didn't even have an NES. And one of my, I, I wouldn't, it's, it's almost shameful to say it now, and I've, I've mentioned it on the show much earlier on, on the show, not this one, but in general. I beat this game without even owning it. So I didn't even have an NES at the time, and I beat this game. That's how much I loved this game and, and loved playing it. And... One of my favorite memories of this game, and it's funny because we took, we were kind of doing the bald bull thing tonight, is I was in. It's just it's just weird how these moments that you remember, and they're all kind of tied around this game. And and I remember I was in Las Vegas. This was probably seven or eight years ago, and they had a, an arcade there called Insert Coins. And Insert Coins would be a place where you could go play like arcade stand-ups, but they also had like booths where you could play an, a console game and then you could see it on the screen and then there was a very large screen above you that showed everybody else around you what was going on. So I'm like, let's play, let's play Punch-Out. Let's do it. Fuck it, right? We're all half drunk. So I'm like, bring me Punch-Out. They had the actual games. And then, of course, of seven years ago, Punch-Out was probably $10 or whatever then. Okay. 
They bring the game out. They put it in. We're playing it. And I get to Bald Bull. And <laughs> Bald Bull, you know, does the bull charge, right? And he comes. Bald Bull lines his ass up on me, does the bull charge. And I dropped his ass right in insert coins. And the whole place was like, oh, my God. It was like. It was like the greatest video game moment of my entire life. All these people were like cheering that I just beat Bald Bull. Was that your wizard moment? It kind of was. <laughs> it was just like, I just, I will never forget it because I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to get clowned by this dude. You know what I mean? Like, there's no doubt I'm going to get run over. And I fucking jacked his ass and he went down hard. And I was just like, yep, I'm out of here. That's it. We're done. We're out of here. Close the bar. And then I will say this, kind of to your point, Jay. And this is what got this game when I... <laughs> This game is kind of what led me back into being a crazy person as it relates to collecting games, right? Because it put me on this quest of legitimacy where I would, I had like a modern CRT TV. They had like a comb filter and all this crap. And I was trying to play punch out on it. And I could not for the life of me get past Soda Popinski because the lag generated by that television was too great. And I'm like, I can beat this asshole. I know I can beat him. Like, I'm 100% sure that I can still beat Soda Pop. I can fucking beat Mike Tyson right now, I bet. Like, let's go. And this was three and a half years ago. And that's when I was like, what's going on here? So I start digging into the internet, and I'm like, lag, huh? It's lag. Like, I'm real, like most people use it as an excuse, but that's why I couldn't beat him. So I went and found, a you know, a, like a used CRT, which you could still pick up a few years ago with no problem. And I brought it home and I and I plugged in Punch Bell and I beat Soda Popinski's ass. And I'll bet you that is why you can't get past him on Switch because when he does that, and it's the same with a lot of the boxers in this game where they do that like little side, we were talking about before with Flamenco, the second time you fight him or whoever it is, they do that little side hook. And you're just like, it's so hard to time out because it happens really quickly. And Soda Popinski is like the first version, like you were saying, that's like, that's the, you're no longer in the poop butt league. You're fighting him. You're going to have to be pretty decent, okay? Like, I think Matteo's mom could probably beat him, okay? If you yeah, have my opinion. I, absolutely. I'm 100% sure of it. But but I, I feel like that was that moment that made me go, okay, I've got to, like, legitimize my setup and and figure out why. Because I don't – I I'll, I'll accept my own shortcomings with no problem all the time. But I'm like, I can beat this dickhead. I'm sure I can. And come to find out, I could. So, yeah, it kind of led me down this crazy path of how I wound up with that TV and this TV and that TV and all the ones at the house and in the storage and all that crap because I'm a psychopath. But anyway, so it always has, like, this influence. This game has always had this weird, like, meaning in my life. And, and I mean, I think we all know that I would, I'm going to give it a five, okay? Because it's, it's, it's probably, the, I have The Legend of Zelda, right? That's my favorite NES game and one of my favorite games of all time. But this is in that top five type area for me. So... I just love it. And, you know, I that copy sitting right there, that's the, you know, shitty CIB graded WADA. I found that locally for 80 bucks and uh, sent it into WADA and had them grade it. And it's like, I, I said this on Instagram a long time ago when I found it. It's kind of like this um, testament to my youthful triumph of winning that game and beating it. And it's just like, I'm just glad I have it. You know what I mean? So, and yeah. you've got the letter in that, the actual Mike it Tyson does, letter, it which does is have few and far between. The letters are the letters are getting tough to find. So I'm I'm giving it a 5.0. That's that's four 5.0s out of four, and there's only one person left. Don't there's, you fuck this up. There's one person left. I'm not going to influence your decision, but if you don't give it a five, I'm cutting all this out and telling everybody you gave it a five. So, so Shasimi Z is going to give this game a five if you don't. <laughs> so I'm a younger guy, and uh, when I was 
when I turned 12, my dad gave me in 2014. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So that's a little overestimate. So he gave me a, a box. Uh, he just gave me a box for my birthday. I, I believe he was a little. Had a wad of hundreds and some Magnum condoms. In it. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so Happy I, birthday, son. You're 12. Now you're a man. And a so bag of weed. I believe that, you know, he had picked it up from a friend that was getting rid of some stuff. This was at that time when, you know, these games weren't necessarily uh, making you a bunch of money at, at pawn shops and stuff like that. So he was just trying to hook me up. He knew I was a big gamer. I'd played. On the Nintendo 64, the Super Nintendo, and all that stuff with him growing up. So he gave me a box of uh, NES stuff. I had two Nintendo consoles in there and about 50 games. The One of the first ones I went to was Bad Dudes. I tried that by myself. Not a great experience Tried initially. Again. The second one I went to was uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And that entire summer that uh, I had that console... I tried to learn how to play that game. You know, the internet was around. You could search walkthroughs. You could search cheat codes and all that stuff. Could you imagine growing up and having the internet to play Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? My God. <laughs> could you imagine? So, like, I was... It was 1988, it, man. This shit sucks. I need this shit in an hour. <laughs> so you guys... Go ahead, go you ahead, know, go ahead. I had that option, right? Yeah, you did, you did, but... But I never went with it. When I first loaded up that game, I got to uh, King Hippo. And could not make it past him. I could not figure out. The, yeah. I think that's the stopping point for a lot of people. Like, what do I do? What do I do? Like, it's not obvious what you do. So, uh, you know, I keep trying. I keep trying. And finally, I figure out how to beat through, beat him. And then uh, trial and error, trial and error, you get past and you get to Soda Popinski, the, the spot in that game where it's like, holy shit, this game is turning it up a notch. Yep. And. Finally, I, I get to Sandman, and that's that's where I stop. I'm I'm 13 years old, and it's like, man, I love this game, but this is on a, another level that I'm just not really ready for. Yep. So I've played that game on and off for 12 years now. Finally, last year, it's like, this is like, I, I don't know why, but COVID really got me into beating NES games, and maybe a little bit before that, you know, beat Ninja Gaiden, beat Castlevania, beat Vice Project Doom, like tried to really go for a lot of those diff maybe more difficult NES games. And it's like, why have I not beat Mike Tyson on Punch-Out yet? It's just, why haven't I done this? So I run through it, get through Soda. He's easy enough. You know, you get to Sandman, you learn how to play him. He's not that difficult. You beat Sandman, Super Macho Man, you die on him a few times, you figure him out. So I finally get to Mike Tyson and just die and just lose and lose and lose and lose and lose just like today yep just like today it's just it's a learning it's, sometimes curve. it's how it works it's a crazy learning curve but i never you know i i would rage at this game it's you know you throw you toss your nes controller and it's like all right i'm done i'm fucking done yep so i was on a discord last year with mark from the pod from our podcast and then his brother and I'd been just running through that game, just having fun, trying to trying to make it through that game on my own. And I finally got through those 90 seconds without taking a dive. Yeah. It's like, oh. I made it. Okay. I almost won now. Until this today. Is, this is basically it. <laughs> Until like, today. <laughs> I, I got and then 11 seconds in and 17 seconds in. Yeah. And a minute and eight seconds in. <laughs> exactly. Good, good. So make it through the 90 seconds and it's like, okay, this is it. This is the time. This is... uh. 
I as long as I don't royally fuck up here, I've got this match in the bag. Yeah. And, and, and you did. I no. TK, I TKO him in the third round and I, I fucking freak out, man. That's like it's been a, a decade. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. That's that's exactly I'm in the yep. basement on my CRT TV. I'm losing my fucking mind. Ten years now. A decade of me trying to beat Mike fucking Mike fucking Tyson. Did it sound like this? Sounded exactly like that. And I wish I could still have that that uh that clip from our, our little chat. But I fucking lost it, man. It's yeah. Like, finally. Yep. I beat the like this is this is the challenge of the NES game. It was that was and it, it's very true. Like in our neighborhood, and the people that I knew, you would tell people that you had beaten Mike Tyson and they would be like, No, you haven't. Yeah. And then like your friends would be like, Yeah. He has. I watched him do it. And then they just look at you different. Like, they're like, and it was the, how did you do that? It was the same thing. It's like, yeah, I did it on Discord in front of these guys. And I had a picture of yep. it. That's not it. You got to see him do it. Yeah. You have to be in person to yep. see that Actually, happen. Actually, uh, your, your, your co-host uh, just commented on the Facebook feed and said that uh, nobody saw it. <laughs> nobody saw it. So it says here, Mark, fake news. Mark's seen it probably three times now. It says fake news. He's conspiracy. calling me out. He never he, beat he, Mike. You know, he can call me out, but he has actually seen me do it. The one time that I really was upset I couldn't do it, we did an extra live stream in 2020, and I tried to play it through. Um, I tried to play it through Switch Online. I got real close. Let's do it right now. What do you guys do it? But uh, it takes a couple got, minutes. We keep talking. We still you know, got a few pages to go here. Let's, when, let's when, get to that. That could be the after show. When the show me. ends, maybe we'll throw it on there. But <laughs> what I'm saying conspiracy. is, we're two hours in, and I still have to talk about a number of things. Out of uh, out of my. Like the NES, getting that box from my dad launched me into into really collecting retro games, really respecting the whole video game industry and what everything kind of came from. And Mike Tyson's Punch Out was one of the first games that really launched that for me. Yeah, I I wouldn't be anywhere, and I know it's it sounds a little cliche. I wouldn't be anywhere where I'm at today in my in the the collecting spectrum, or even maybe even in the podcast area without that game so there's no other rating that i could give this game other than a perfect five out of five i thought you were gonna say 4.0 nope this is absolutely absolutely a five out of five it's in my top five nes games and occasionally it bumps up into that first spot yeah it depends on my mood it really does and it it makes it up to my first spot a lot of times yeah it's a great fucking game robbie says he's 100 agrees with the fact that when you beat mike tyson that it separated the men from the boys it's very true it does. It is like this. It's like this thing that you can. I could. I thirty years later, I would. I would play this game, and, and Harrison was like, "I beat it." Like this was a couple of years ago, and he was just like in awe of the fact that I had beat the game. And he like this game is, you know, it was thirteen years older than him or whatever it was, and he was just like, "I didn't think you could actually beat Mike Tyson." Like he did. Like the the, the aura of it was that he couldn't actually be beat in the game. And I'm like, no, 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 you can beat him. You just gotta know what you're doing. And it was, it's, it's to this day, it's still like one of my favorite accomplishments in playing games was beating him. And, uh, and it's just one of the things I forgot to mention during my rating is we talk about the characters in the game. One other moment that I remember in my life very vividly around this game. So I was playing, I was playing this game again, couldn't, <laughs> didn't have an NES, but I was staying at a friend's house. You remember, I don't know, uh, Jay might know this person. You remember Brad Williamson? Yeah. Okay. So Brad Williamson and Wendy Williamson, they lived down the street from us. 
And Brad and I would hang out, right? So I, we were down there, and I was staying the night with him, and we were playing Mike Tyson's Punch Out at his house, and we got to Mr. Sandman, and we flipped out. We had, we had nobody had ever seen Mr. Sandman in our neighborhood. We had no idea. Yeah. So he like literally ran out and grabbed like a disposable camera and took pictures of the screen of Mr. Sandman. And I was like, I'd love to know what happened to those pictures. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they never came out. Well, if you were like, well, we, we were like, so me and my friend Mickey, we, we talked about this earlier that uh, we both had Nintendos. But we're, of course, you know, 11, 12 years old. So we didn't all, we didn't go and buy, like, I didn't own Zelda. He owned Zelda. Right. But I owned Castlevania. But he owned Mike Tyson's Kind of what Robbie was talking about before. Yeah, yeah. And um, I know with us, it was the first time. That's really hard to, like, focus. That's what um, she said. The uh, first time we got to Mr. Sam, and we thought we were at Tyson. Yeah. Like, we're like, oh my like God, it's, it's Tyson. It's Tyson. And then it's And then not. you're like, no, it's Mr. Sand. Why do they call him Mr. Sandman? It's a black guy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Easy now. So, <laughs> but anyway, jumping off that real quick. It is an amazing story. I don't know if Mark's still on, but Mark I, said, no, uh, Matt looks handsome. I knew handsome. that was going to come up. Um, no, that's actually what I thought immediately. It's like, this is the fucking trip. guy. This is the fucking guy. Like, yeah. I thought Sandman was <laughs> absolutely racist, racist. Mike Tyson. I, I did not. We did not. But we also had no. We did. Code. But we were super excited but because we, we just saw that the next guy we're fighting. So we're thinking it's got to be the end of the game. Yeah. See, we knew the code, and we were like going straight to Tyson all the time. Like fuck it. Yeah. Just give me the give me the code. Let's go. See, we were playing straight through. We I, I could do so that too. Did it today. Months of figuring I, out how to beat everybody. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was actually kind of shocked that I did it today. But I did. And I also beat Super Macho Man in front of you. And I beat Sandman in front of everybody. You almost like I, fucked that up. Almost, but didn't. Yeah, that's true. Almost. Could have, but didn't. Couldn't. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Spostas. Yeah, anyway. Mark said have fun on your field trip. So Mark, just so everybody knows, is Matt's uh, co-host on the Maddie Ice and Marky Mark that's right. podcast. We Mr. need to have Mark, you, you, need to come, you need to come down and visit. Come sometime. on down, bud. We'd love to have you. We need to he, have you on for a show. He is the better half of the we'll show. We'll talk about regular punch out. <laughs> <laughs> Get your thoughts on that one. That's, yeah, there anyway. you go. All right, so Jay, where can you play this game today? Where can we play it today? We can play it here on the set. Okay, I digress. Yes, before we get to that, oh, let's let's revel in the fact that since the inception of the LGN game ratings, this is the first game to ever receive a perfect yeah, clean sweep. score. Wow. Five point exploding faces across the board. Well, John screwed that up last time. John's opinion is his opinion. He's entitled to it. He he's didn't screw true. anything up. He told us what he thought. It's okay, just, that's fair. Might be wrong, but he's entitled to it. That's that's the, that's that's the story of a number of people in this country. <laughs> I'm glad that you... I'm glad this game got the first perfect game, I agree. Yep. As it should have. I agree. So, so we're to play it. So Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, of course, the Famicom, Nintendo Entertainment System, the Play Choice 10. Um, then the unbranded taking Mike Tyson out of the mix and putting Rob Gronkowski in. Mr. Gronkowski. Yes. Uh, Punch-Out, you can play on the GameCube via Animal Crossing. So, so this was a game, like, Animal Crossing had these, uh, you had the ability to, like, like you had an NES in yeah. it, and you could play games in it. And this was one of the harder ones to get in the game. Mm-hmm. I forgot so, about that. Yeah. Yeah, like Ice Climber. This yeah. was when they started to kind of do some of that cross-promotion of their old product. It was right around this time frame where, like, 
you could get an e-reader card and like with the animal you know like animal yeah. crossing you could use the e-reader card to swipe in i have the one for mario bros or i have the one for ice climber those are not expensive those are not cheap cards now by the way but it's like that's the stuff that you could do that i thought was very cool that i wish that they still kind of did um but anyway yeah it was it was embedded kind of in animal crossing you could play it as an nes game legitimately full screen as an nes game yeah so anyway so we got that we got the wii the wii u your favorite uh-huh. I did listen to a recent podcast that talked about it for like two hours. Yeah, it was actually it was actually pretty good. Though. Yep. Um, 3DS Virtual Console. Yeah, all three of those are the Virtual Console. Yes. So yeah, the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System Classic. Right. And uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Yep. So it's one of the free games if you have Nintendo Switch yeah, Online. Yeah, twenty dollar plan or whatever. Yep. That you can play in there. Um, you know, we probably should talk and sign the notes here real quick, but obviously there have been like you know, subsequent games around it, right? So there was Power Punch 2 for the NES that was kind of developed by somebody else that people said was going to be a, a sequel. It's not, okay? This, yeah. the, and, and then you have Punch-Out now for the Wii, which is cool. You know, it has some references back and, and many of the same characters. But the, the funny thing I think about this game is, this is it. Like, the, Mike Tyson was in a game, and this was the game, and that was it. Like, there was no true sequel. There was no, like, Madden football or, or whatever it was. It was like, here it is. We're going to come knock it out of the park, and then we're out of here. You know yep. what I mean? So I just think that's interesting. So I woke up to say Ninja Gaiden 3 is a gear game. Maybe a 4.0 is too harsh, but it's no 5. <laughs> you do not have to justify how you feel, John. You're good, John. I still love you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the collecting part, and I'm going to leave it to our friend Matt to talk about the speedrunning part, because he also has some... I'd love to. Yeah, I think he has some stuff around that. So there's a lot of stuff going on with this game, okay? I've been kind of going through and, like, I tried to catalog a lot of stuff and figure out what's what's happening, okay? And there there are so many different, like, versions of this game, but there's not. So I'm really going to kind of keep it, like, as high level as I can. So when we talk about collecting, we usually talk about the loose, the sealed in the CIB, right? The gold cart, right? The original Famicom prize, you can find them loose for around 400 bucks, right? And uh, not a cheap game, right? But you know, you also know that there's only so many of them out there. And then complete in the box, there's a box and a, uh, a manual. And John said there's a, I don't know, he actually talked about there was possibly a letter, but that's different. So there's no letter. So the complete in box would be the box, the manual with bald bull and then the gold cartridge. And those go for around a thousand dollars, right? Was the letter maybe from the like from the contest? No. It oh, was okay. it was a letter for a different contest from the, the disc facts thing that they uh, did. Oh, okay. Different game. Okay. So um three screw, they're like here's the thing about this game. And what's happening with the NES library and everything is they it's all getting vetted out to what's the original print, right? And then there is the condition sensitive manner of it as well. So when you talk about like I should say this. There's a three-screw version and a five-screw. The five-screw is very hard to find, and it's going to cost you $500 and up, okay? And right now, I think there's one for sale on eBay for $1,500, but the last one that sold was in, like, the $500-ish range. So the five-screw version, if you're a variant collector, psychopath, there's a five-screw version of this game. It's very difficult to find, okay? The three-screw version, it kind of varies now, okay? Because the three-screw, and I'm going to put, like, give me that, give me the... um. No, don't lose your card. But yeah, give me the water game fall, here. I fell off. It's okay. So when you look at like Mike Tyson's punch out on the front, you have these little bullets. Okay. And these little bullets, and if anybody's looking on, on TV or on the live stream, an original, like a first print of the US version of this game, these are white. 
and it's both on the box and on the cartridge, okay? So you'd be able to look at a cartridge and go, white bullets, first print, or early production, or whatever it is. And nowadays, people look at, like, the seal. This is an oval seal, right, whatever. This is a promo copy. This is, like, one of the last copies made yeah. of this game. Um, but but that's kind of what differentiates these games now, especially games like this that have a huge following that are very popular that people have really vetted that information of out. So white bullets cartridges are the kind of thing that you can walk into any game store like yours, and you may not even know that that's a thing. So it, it might be a nice white bullets copy of the game, and you would you just price it as because who knows? It's a three screw cartridge. You might not even know that there's a difference between three and five, whatever. But there's all these different versions of this game that exist like that, like the five, you know, the, the orange bullets and the circle seal versus the oval seal, the Reve versus the no Reve, all those things. So I'm not going to get too far into that. Okay, that's about where I'm going to leave it. But I'm going to say, like, in general, and this is kind of amazing to me, this game now, loose, is like $40. Yep. It hurts my head because this forever, even back when I didn't collect, I knew this was a $10 to $15 game. $15 to $20 yep. all day. Then, then it became then. a $20 to $25 game, and now it is $40. And if you find a nice one and it's a White Bullets one, it could be even more than that. Yep. Okay, depending on who you're trying to sell it to or whatever it is. And then from complete in box, I mean, I, I'm almost hesitant to even talk about complete in box prices as it relates to NES games anymore because they vary so wildly based on condition. So if you wanted a shitty one with a crummy, crummy manual and no letter, because in this in this box is a letter that came from Mike Tyson, you know, like he, he penned, I'm sure he didn't, but it's it's part of the inserts of this game. It's one of the harder fi things to find for the game. It, it, you're, you could pay 150 bucks. Now, if it was a really nice first print white bullets in like mint condition, you're talking about a lot more money, a lot. And again, depending on who has it, what they are selling it and, and you know, what they know about it and all that kind of stuff. So that's, and that's where it's at. And then I will also say there are no like raw sealed versions of this game. Okay. Because they've all been graded and they've all been sold. And, and I will tell you, I also did some research, like in talking to Tyler last episode, I told myself, why don't we include the population reports for games when we can get them for, from grading perspective to get an idea of how many of these things really exist, right? So I did that, okay? But we'll, we'll talk about that um, as we talk about the graded stuff here too. So this game, CIB, from and I, this is really just from October of last year to present, right? The sales of these games. Depending again on the version of the game and its condition, like grade and, and version, it could be from $400 for a really shitty white bullets version that's like a 3.0, you know, or whatever, or an improperly married parts that has the wrong manual in it or whatever it is, all the way up to like, I think it's a 9.6 uh, white bullets version of this game that's CIB that sells for $5,000. Okay, so there's that. Sealed, it's a whole other world because sealed, it's like, it's, how do I put this? It's not as hard to find as you might think it would be. Okay. And from a sealed perspective, this game, it exists and there's a wide variety of ranges of, of grade, but this game in the last four months has sold from anywhere from 14,000 to $312,000. When $312,000, I believe was a 9.8 a plus plus. I think it was a promo. I don't even think it was a white bullets. It was like a later revision of the game that sold. So to talk about pricing this game and, and you're you find a, this is my best advice. You find a sealed copy of this game in the wild that hasn't been graded, get it graded and sell it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I and, mean, go, and go buy a car. You said, a, like we said earlier, 3 million copies of this game came out. 
there I'm sure there's still some sealed in the wild. That's a lot of that's a lot of copies of an NES game. So I'm sure there's still some out there that people haven't listed that are just, you know, still there. So it's not necessarily a rare game, but no, no it's not a, it, this is the thing that I've that I've come to terms with. Yes, here it is. It was an Orange Bullets uh, later production oval SOQ. So it have been basically a perfect sealed copy of this game is what sold for $300,000. So this is what I'm going to say. And what I've, what you have to realize as you get into collectible markets, it doesn't matter how rare something is. It, 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 it does. It's part of it. So to say that this is the nicest of something or that only this many of these exist, that attributes some of the value. But it also has to have like reverence as it relates to the game. You can be like, look, I got this 10.0 NES play action football. And everybody's like, I don't give a fuck. Who cares about that game? But if you show me Mike Tyson's punch out or Mario or Metroid or some seminal franchise that, that you know, has like perpetuated and gotten better throughout the last 30 or 40 years, it's it's the Spider-Man syndrome. It's the it's that whole thing in collectible markets where it's like people don't how do I put this? I care, but people don't give a shit about stadium events. Your friend comes over and you're like, hey, this is stadium events. It's the hardest to find licensed NES game. And he's like, I don't know what this is. I don't I don't give a shit. But if you hold this and you show him this, he's like, oh my God. I loved this game. I played this game when I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. I could never I remember my friend beat Mike Tyson and this and that. Like they that's what people care about. And the that's shift. what people it, it is. But the, the shift in collecting is so crazy. The rarity part of collecting is part of it. It still exists, but it's not It's not influencing this market as much, I don't think. It does in some cases, but it's not as much as it being Mike Tyson versus stadium events or whatever it may be. Right. Mahjong, yes. <laughs> the, the, Korean, <laughs> the Korean Mahjong game for the NES, the, um, I can't think of the, I want to say Hal, but it's not Hal that put out those games. Mahjong's like the rarest NES game in the whole world. And you just can't. And there's like, I don't even know how few of them there are. Like Robbie knows, uh, Tyler knows. Yeah. People, People only, care, only about, care about Mahjong. <laughs> Let's take a poll of everyone here. See, yeah, that's what he's saying. You know, Robbie's I'm, here. I'm here. Uh, Tyler's here. John potentially is still here. Those are four of the five people in the country. That know That's the game I want. Yep. It's a, uh, it's very, 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 very difficult thing to find. That's all I'm going to say. So I care. I want it. <laughs> you want it. I care. I want it. Yeah. Robbie does. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I think that's why Tyler's saying, hey, let's have a poll, but it's true. Like, so a little bit about the population report of this game. I went and did like a little research on, on WADA. So complete in box, there's been 192 of these graded. That does not sound like a whole lot. It doesn't. Well, not when you're looking at 3 million copies of this Right. Game. There's 3 million copies of it and less than 200 of them. CIB even. Not even yeah. sealed, right? And and that's the fourth most... When they, and to be fair, it's only a sample. I'm flying to Hong Kong, he says, to go get it. He's, I think he <laughs> yeah. says he's going to go live there and see if he can find one. Do it. Um, they, the population report as it relates to complete and box games, there's only six games on that list. It's Mario, Mario 3, this game. I think Metroid's on there. Stadium events is on there, Mega Man or something. It's like this weird smattering of games. That, and, but this was the fourth out of six, right? Which, again, we're talking about 200 of these things that exist. And certainly there are more that could be. Like, there's 3 million of these sold. I guarantee there's more of them out there that could be created. Whether they would come back as a 5 or 7.5 or a, a 9 or whatever. I didn't give a shit. 
because this is one I found in the wild that I was like, I have a copy here. I have a copy at home on my shelf. If I want to play the game, I can play the game. But I don't, I'm never going to like pull this thing out of this box and pull it and play it. I have the manual, I have, you know, the letter, those kinds of things. So it's like, that's more of like, it becomes this collectible thing that's more of like a decorative thing to me, where it's like, it's cool, the game's in there. But there's also three other copies of the game at my house or whatever it is. Right. It's surprisingly, too, I was poking through eBay while you were talking. Yeah. And I'm sure there's better rated versions of this game. But at almost everything I saw on there for sale, as far as a WADA game, it, they're all like f five to seven. You know why? Because people take the good ones and sell them at Heritage Auction. They oh, don't yeah. sell them on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> the good ones don't go to eBay. <laughs> the good ones go to Heritage and those yeah. kinds of places where people spend insane amounts of money. Well, you would think, though, that you'd have that one person that's like, hey, look at my dick, everybody. Yeah, they do that. So I mean, there, there I might be. One, yeah, okay. I didn't see one in there. But, well, cool. but I didn't dig. I mean, like, like a page. So that leads me to the number of sealed games, right? There's only 58 of these that have ever been graded. Now, when it comes to sealed games in the population report for WADA, they list everything they've ever graded, right? And it's it's a huge, vast majority of the library. It might even be every list. I don't know. I, I didn't sit there and look at how many. But, like, it's in the top 15. It's the 12th most graded NES game out there. Not surprising. But, but it is kind of surprising there's that many. But, again, it's that whole, like, this is something that somebody's going to want. You know, let's get it graded and sell it or whatever, whatever it is. So just an interesting thing around, like, it's it's a common game, but the problem is it's the classic supply and demand of why. Well, Legend of Zelda costs $30 now because that's one of the best-selling games of all time, but people want it. And then the nicer it gets, the more people are willing to pay for it, which, whatever. If they want to pay that money, I'll let them. Uh, you know, I'm not going to. So, but anyway. Yeah. So I digress. Tell me a little bit about speedrunning. How okay. does that work? This, I mean, this game has been a a wild card in the speedrunning community. The main thing is... I never knew there was so much to know about Mike Tyson's punch-out. It's true, Sarah. There's, there's, this is just scratching the surface, and we're, what, three hours in now? God, yeah. So here's the wild thing with this game. Before I even get into the speedrunning category, the way that people speedrun this game is not on a, a timer. They don't do most game. They don't do this game like most games. It has a built-in timer. However, with that timer, there are only... I believe five different time intervals that this game will end at. Yeah, so the, the tenths of the seconds and hundreds of the seconds only end on five different intervals, right? So you yes, yes. Yeah, so it's the, like frame. It's almost like a frame. Uh, what do they call that? I can't think of it. Like frame perfect data. No, no. Um, they they call it. Uh, what do they call it, in Mario? It's a. Why can't I think like of the a term? Frame change or whatever. But there's a, there's an actual term for it that I can't think of that I wish somebody would put in our chat right now. Um, frame rule. Frame yeah, rule. Yeah. So it's almost like that, but it's it's put in a number. Yeah. So you've got like an <laughs> interval of like time before you hit that perfect mark. So this game is not based on a real timer. So there's five different times that you can hit. Uh, people have been speed running this game for a long time since the inception. Frame rules. Yeah. Thank you. Currently, uh, Summoning Salt, who does an amazing video on the... Uh, Progression of the speedrun. Yeah. Uh, Ab yeah. Absolutely incredible video of it. Uh, he has the record for the single segment, another world segment, and real-time world record for this. Uh, MPAP has the blindfolded record. Yeah, we're going yeah, to That's get what Robbie wanted that. to talk about. Now, I will get into all the stuff with this. So before this game really took off in speedrunning... Uh, before speedrunning archives 
had their website going with all this stuff. A gentleman by the name, almost, a gentleman by the name of Matt Turk uh, really started giving everyone um, kind of insights onto how to... He would find exploits or ways to shave time and then make it public. So, so the way that things happen with this is people started speedrunning this game. And they, you know, they'd put up times for it. And then he would, on a forum, list these times that were just insane. People wouldn't understand how he would get them. And it's because he found all these crazy exploits in this game. So for a long time there, how many fights are there? There's, uh, there's 14. 14 different fights. For a long time, Matt Turk held 14 fights perfect. Finally, people broke down some of these fights because they were, there was just a way that you could get to them. Like Glass Joe, the first fight. You could get a 42 second. Fight. There are loopholes or things that you can do from a frame perfect perspective to truncate how long it takes. It, it's like almost like tricking the game into letting you win. Kind of. It's not a glitch. It's part of the game. Yeah. But it's like you learn how to like shortcut through people. Yes. Yeah. So Matt Turk held the records for every single fight for a long time. And finally, people started figuring out and he would even give them. He'd teach. He'd tell people how he did it. So they started kind of you know, either uh, tying or beating his records along the way. The crazy thing that really spawned from this was the blindfolded speedrun community. So a, right when um, Games Done Quick, a charity auction that has spiraled into craziness with awesome Games Done Quick and awful Games Done Quick and all that stuff, uh, a gentleman by the name of Sinister One, who was a punch-out speedrunner to begin with, started doing a side thing where he would run this game blindfolded. And this was in like somebody's house. Yeah. Back in the early, uh, this would have been the early It was just basically a camera on the TV and a camamera on him showing that he was not looking at the TV like he was blindfolded and could not see. So each year you would watch this guy run this game and he'd make it to like Von Kaiser, then Piston Honda, and then further and further and further. Until finally he just got to the point of, I believe he got to like Bald Bolt 2 and kind of left it there. And Zallard One, who is who was one of the best uh, blindfolded speedrunners and possibly the best um, punch-out speedrunners of all time, I I believe he still holds the record for the entire punch-out lineup. He did punch-out, super punch-out on arcade, then Mike Tyson's super punch-out, punch-out Wii. He did the whole thing start to finish. I believe he still has the record on that. But he took the uh, the blindfolding thing to another level and finally beat Mike Tyson's punch out at a AGDQ. And I could be wrong on that. It hurts my head to even think that anybody has ever done that. Like I get it. It's it's it is it is this pattern and it's this and it's that. But I'm like, look, I've watched you beat Mike Tyson like three times. But yeah. I also watched you fail a number of times. Yeah. And, and that's, that's watching me seeing it. That's looking at it. Yeah. And and it's just like it, it, I don't know. Maybe it's easier because you can't see them. I don't know. But I just I'm like the idea that somebody could beat this game without looking at the screen hurts my head. But think of like King Hippo. Like, I don't want to. Like, how do you? Yeah, no, right? no, thank you. Like, the only way that you know that he's doing that attack that you can damage him on right. is you see him do his little thing. But he makes the noise. He goes, oh, he, oh, oh. yeah, he does. He does. Do he the makes noise. the noise. That's how you'd know. Yeah. It's, it's a wild thing to watch. And if. If you have any interest in speedrunning of this game, speedrunning of this game is cool. Blindfolded takes it to a, a I, whole new level. I almost don't like watching it because it like kind of like makes me go. Does it make you feel less of a man? Fuck almost? off! Not really. It's not that. It's more just like 
Stop ruining this thing. <laughs> it's kind of funny to watch it, though, because the first time I was watching it, I saw the guy get knocked down fighting Tyson. I'm like, oh, he's fucked. Yeah. No. No. He got knocked down, and that was it. Then yep. he got He got up, up and did it. And he beat Tyson. So, so yeah, a little kind of, to, kind of to amend what you're talking about, right? Like, they, they do have different types of runs, and this is when I actually put it in here. So the single segment is what you're talking about, where you use the in-game timer, and, and again, those decimal points at the end of each second are, have set intervals that they can they change on. But that was that. That is a run. There's the another world circuit we talked about has its own run. The real time is the one where you actually just start a timer, like you're watching like a Twitch streamer play the game, and how quickly can you beat it like that? And then the blindfolded when they do that in real time, they don't yeah. do that in the in the other time. So, yeah. And then again, like you said, the first three, other than the blindfold, they're all held by summoning salt, which is amazing. And Jeez. he just recently, I think it was in the last year, the first sub 15 minute time of beating this game is 14 minutes 55 seconds. And 250 milliseconds. And it is, uh, it's an interesting stream. Watch it. He's you know? incredible. So with the 18 minutes, because I didn't watch the real-time one. I watched yeah. the timed ones in the blindfolds, which were ridiculous. On the real-time, though, are they, was he ticking the time? So, like, you know, you get that lull when you win the championship. and you Yeah, that counts. You watch it all counts. Doc, yep. and it, you, can't, you can't advance. You have to watch him run. I believe it starts from, jogging. it starts from the first, like, when glass show starts start. up to when you when you drop my yeah it's in the rule like if you go to speedrun.com okay. and go to the rules around each run it will tell you what the parameters are okay and when it when you have to start the timer and when it should stop robbie says he met that guy in uh chicago at a bar a few years back i'm assuming he's talking about the guy you were talking about uh summoning so right salt 5799 5782.0025. not summoning salt but the other guy oh uh zallard yeah or who was the one before that Sinister. Sinister. Yeah, I don't know which I, one it was. I've got everybody. He said at the bar a few years back, summoning salt rings a bell. Yeah. yeah. The if you want to watch a really cool video, it's almost a documentary about the the whole progression. Uh, speed progression. Yeah. The quest to beat Mac Tur Matt Turk from Summoning Salt. Great fucking video on it. So I was just gonna say something. I've, I've I, okay. When I look at these numbers, I think to myself, is the real time. The same run as the single segment how would they be different did he not did he not like fast forward through those like as quickly as he could like you you've beat the game as quickly as you can through single segment how could it be Sin any faster? i guess single segment just does not count like you single, doing the that wouldn't the count the brakes like when I know, it shows you the yeah you know, got the, it the bike workout and all that yeah i got it i'm just curious like why wouldn't you just kind of expedite through that too and then it would be the fastest run overall too anyway here's what i got to say about yeah, that i see what you're saying Last. Oh man, we're getting to the end here. All right. Are we getting to the end? I don't yeah, you, know. Yeah, you're way off. We're on the last page now. Yeah, we're on the last page. All right. So, special announcement time. We ba -ba -ba -ba. are. In two weeks, we're going to do another, we're, you know, was it the 24th? We'll yep. have a, we're going to have another in studio guest. And that in studio guest is none other than the man. Matteo, 1989. Matt Eau Claire is going to drive in from southern Wisconsin, come hang out, spend a couple days with myself, Mr. Mace, Mr. Hale, I hope. We got to get him a torch burger while he's here. Oh, he, we've already been talking about food. He's ready for food. Mm -hmm. He's like, I need sushi. And I'm like, we can go to Sagano. We can do Sagano. We got to do torch burger too. But yeah, Matteo's driving into town. And uh, Robbie's thankful because... He's going to be picking up Robbie's broken Sega CD on the way, which I'm going to repair and send back with Matthew, assuming it all works out the way I hope. 
So yeah, very excited. Matteo is going to come into town. Hang what out. What game did uh, Matteo pick? Yep. So Matteo chose Mike Tyson's Punch Out. <laughs> <laughs> it was Mag Max, actually. Everybody, it was right next to Mike Tyson's Punch Out. No, he chose. He wanted to do something different because he, you know, we have done a lot of NES games. Um, Kieran and Davison is better sushi than Sagano. That is good to know. And thank you, Sarah, because we'll probably wind up going there when Matteo is oh, here. So fucking good, dude. Okay. Well, it's good to know because I'm not a sushi guy. You know, I just, I don't know. Do you like ramen? Yeah. Go there. Don't, don't, Ooh, you're not the boss of me. We got to take him to Tony Vu. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Mameng. Mameng, yeah. Right here in the farmer's market. Uh, what? I don't know what the fuck Tony You're going to get removed. Oh, yeah, you'll learn. Fuck. I've been it's here fuck. for like four hours. It's so. fuck. Yeah, well, you're not leaving anytime soon, buddy, so strap in. We are going to do Michael Jackson's Moonwalker for Sega Genesis, Ooh. which I think is the first Genesis game we'll have done. That's pathetic. Yeah, I think so. Well, we're only 18 in, so it's not that bad. That's true. We've done 3DO. We've done SNES. <laughs> You've done 3DO before yeah, Genesis? We, I have, uh, it happens, man. Plumbers don't wear ties, baby. So... Yeah, so that's it. So in two weeks, we'll have Mr. Matteo, 1989, in studio to hang out. We're going to do some video game shopping. I'm sure there'll be plenty of posts on Facebook and Instagram about what we're up to. You've, you've said you want to join. I, will I believe you also be want there. to join. I'll be around. Yeah, we'll be around as much as we can. So, But yeah, uh, so that's the big plan. So that's it, man. Maybe we'll take him to a Pistons game. I don't think we'll do that. Yeah, they did really we'll well tonight. Hey, look, they beat the Bucks. They beat the yeah, they beat the Bucks when they play him. It's fifty to one hundred and thirty-seven. But but yet Michigan won by twenty-four over like number one Purdue or number three Purdue. What happened? They killed Purdue tonight. It's basketball. Who gives a fuck? I care. Whoa! Uh, just a second ago, you cared. Anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, Robbie says, uh, "Great game, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker." I'm looking forward to giving it a deep dive. I've played it. I have it. I haven't played that game in forever. Well, you're gonna have to come over. Uh, Tough titties. I need a retro pie. I've, I've got one if you would just come over and get it. You guys, we're going to compare it to the Michael Jackson experience on the Wii. I'm just glad you said on the Wii. On the Wii. <laughs> I think they're different things. Eh, slightly. Arcade beat him up is better, though. Yeah. He is right. You would I, think that. I, you I, would, I do arcade. remember that. The arcade version's pretty yeah. awesome. I can't wait to go to Logan and play all those pinball games, man. Yeah. Well, we're going. I so. can't wait to go to Logan and throw 50 down on Robbie and watch him smoke you in Mortal Kombat. You're going to give 50. What is that bet going? That he's like, going to beat you. Like, so if I beat him, how much do I What get? are the odds? Yeah. Like, you got to lay him odds like four to one, five to one. What are the odds? Oh, it's not, it's it's not straight up. We'll get the odds when we get down there. Okay. I'm actually going to head down. You're going to book, book bookmaker. I'm gonna head down a little early, and me and Robbie are gonna do some training. Yeah, some training. I'm not worried. You're about gonna see it. my fat ass in a pink jumpsuit riding a bike down <laughs> bike. The, down Lake Michigan with Robbie Jay running. Jay Hill stole my <laughs> bike. Jay has stole the bike. <laughs> Jay Hill stole my bike. Any other announcements for us this evening, gentlemen? We have a link tree now. We do. So if you go to link tree forward slash lost joystick, you can find all the stuff we always talk about. Yep. So it's it, link tree is funny because it's link link t r.ee right that's what linktree is does this have your only fans on it i thought we discussed this before the show and so yes. we weren't going to bring this up but yes ah, it shit. does my bad yes it does no that's it's okay. for next week no it's it's for every day um so anyway we have a link tree now and uh you can go there you can get links to our podcast the instagram facebook pages youtube all that stuff is on there so you're still not stealing my thunder though no i'm not go so on instagram and twitter we're at lost joystick yep on Facebook and Twitch, we're at Lost Joystick Network. And you can email us, info 
at lostjoysticknetwork.com. And if you want to send us a letter, we'll give you the address. Buy me bone storm we, or go to <laughs> buy me We did get some fan mail recently, and it was kind of fucking awesome. Yeah? Like, just straight up fan mail. Did you write yourself a letter and mail it to yourself? No, I don't know who mailed it to us. And I'm concerned mother. that they know where Mark lives. <laughs> My guess is that they know you fairly well. If they did this. I, I would really hope so. If not, that's quite concerning. Solid throw. All right. Well, guys, thank you for having me for this week's episode. Sir, thank you for joining us again. Yeah, you're actually our first return guest. Yeah. yeah, nobody else wanted to come back. I don't know how you got me into doing this. Well, I can't Tyler believe already, he's ready to come back. It's only been a week. I can't believe that Jay comes back every other week. <laughs> so <laughs> I never left. Yeah, it's true. He doesn't he doesn't leave. So no. anyway, yeah. So thank you for joining us. Absolutely. It's good to see you as always. Always a pleasure to hang out. I'm looking awesome forward to actually spending some time and hanging out in a couple weeks and yeah. not just sitting in this room, which is not a bad room, but you know. It was a lot of fun this week. Uh yeah. it was a lot of fun talking with Robbie, John, everyone that uh Tuned into the stream, into the chat, and got to hear all of the chaos that was ensued here. Chaos that ensued here. Let me slam. <laughs> Let me slam Magmax. Oh. Let me slam Magmax. I'm gonna yeah, play that fine. shit when I go home because I, I, oh my god, I remember that game. How could you forget it? Yeah. God, you know what it's not? A, such a good end. Label. You know what it's not? It's not Mike Tyson's Punch Out. New. No. It's better. If you are. I'm editing that out. 5.5. 5. 5.1. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make an exception. All right. With that, folks, go out there, have fun, be safe, and be excellent to each other. Peace.